0: I'm Eamon. I'm Merlin. And we're a gay and his NB Episode number 31. Thank you all so much for listening to another episode of A Gay and His Envy. Wherever you listen to us, whether that be on Apple Podcasts, Spotify, Google Podcasts, all across the board, we really appreciate it. Be sure to leave a rating, a review. Uh, it helps get us into the algorithm and get more people listening to our podcast. Uh, you can also follow us on all of our social media, whether that be Twitter, Facebook, TikTok, Instagram. We're posting new content over there all the time uh we also have our merch store which we, you can definitely check out and a great time to do it now that it's officially pride month Woohoo, Pride Month! so get your gay and his mb t-shirt get a bunch of we have a great a set of t-shirts and designs for uh pride month and all the things that come uh with that Some, something you can rep and wear and, and and represent us and represent uh you know all things lgbt this pride month um and we also at uh, uh that If you have a question for us, you can submit that to us on across our social medias or by email. Again, it's mb at gmail.com, and we may answer it on a future episode of the podcast. So, yeah, a lot of ways to reach out, out to us. Thank you guys so much again for listening. But, babe, what do we have in store? We're mixing things up a little bit with the scheduling. That's
1: a little that- bit because we we realized that um, we're probably going to talk for a long time about this Vanderpump Rules reunion. So we decided to move that on to an episode with Drag Race. Um, Since we've got this reunion, plus we've got the reunion for Jersey, we don't want to stack too much on one episode. So we're going to do... Vanderpump Rules Today and Drag Race Today, and then on tomorrow's episode on Saturday, we'll be covering both of our Housewives franchises that are currently going on. But today, let's dig into Drag Race.
0: Drag Race, new episode of Drag Race All-Stars 8. Uh, We're coming back in from the workroom as Kasha Davis uh, was the most recent to go home. Um, Jessica talks about, you know, saving Darian, but also... She and we talked a little bit about like she had sort of felt like Kasha had given up. And she, I think she said something in the workroom of the effect of like, you know, Kasha said, I'm ready to go home with my dogs. And it's like, that's not really what she said.
1: Yeah, that's not what she said. She didn't say, I'm ready to go home. She said, if I have to go home, I'm good. I like, have things at home. Like, unlike a lot of people, um, she realizes that her life does not begin and end in the workroom. Yeah. So, like, she has a life outside of this show. She's going to be okay whether she wins or loses.
0: And obviously I want people to be, like, people who on the show to be, like, super emotionally invested to where they're so, you know, wanting and so bad that they're crying and all. But it's also, like, I don't know. I appreciate Kasha's mentality. It, and maybe it's the healthy one. It's the healthy one. I think it's also like her style of dragon, where she's come from. It's like, this isn't like, you know, she, this isn't the be all end all in that sense. And like, she really just enjoys yeah. showcasing her talents. So yeah. I don't think there's anything wrong with that. But, I don't
1: think there's anything wrong with that either.
0: Um, we do end up revealing what's in the lips, uh, lip lipstick box. Oh my god, I'm going to get that right eventually one day. Um, and uh, it's five four, so uh, it was a pretty close vote. Yeah, that because, was. I oof. mean, if it wasn't for Kasha voting for Darian, it would have literally been tied. Yeah. So like, you know, and uh, other than Kasha, uh, Jimbo, Heidi, and James, all copped to voting for Darian, and they basically were like, well, we. Thought track record was the way to go in terms of it that this was your second time in the bottom, so therefore yeah, you know all that and so Darian's just kind of on shaky ground with this i I thought it i mean it was really cool to see a close vote like that, like I think from a from an entertainment perspective and someone who watches shows that are similar to this, like Survivor right. and stuff like that, we'll get to it later, but like I think there this the element of the game seems to be getting. A little more interesting like i think people i think are finally starting to play it like it is a survivor right game. right we saw it a little bit in the previous episodes with the alliance stuff but like peop- hey you want an alliance yeah yeah um people people had talked about alliances in the past but they like they don't they really didn't know how to like execute there's a moment later where it does it, it i felt like oh this is like I mean, big brother survivor at this point. Like, it was like, yeah. we'll, we'll talk about it when we get there. Um, Jessica asked the girls if they're happy that she won because she immediately sensed when they came in that, like, yeah, they weren't feeling the fact that she won, essentially. I mean, and that wasn't,
1: it. It it wasn't about Jessica. It was about that it wasn't them
0: sure no i i yeah and i loved well kahana and heidi were basically kind of like i mean i didn't see it but i'm just i'm glad for you if that if that. if that's any consolation it's like i guess it is yeah well well you know i think yeah you know and, Hi- and heidi has been in her feelings last episode about not feeling like she was being recognized and afterwards she talks to candy and lala about this too and she, uh not feeling seen and candy's like, you know, I didn't like seeing, you know, seeing you like that, be so upset. And so like, you know, right in your head and willing to quit and that. So, but it seems like she's kind of snapped out of it and kind of, yeah, I will. And we'll get to it again. Like gone, the full opposite direction in terms (laughs) of, of, uh, you know, her playing the game. So it'll be interesting to see. Uh, We go into the workroom the next day. Uh, Rue introduces the maxi challenge to them and they are going to be in teams where they are going to make their own trailers for their own scripted series Mm -hmm. that they do. And they basically get free range to sort of do whatever they want with it. Right. Like you can do whatever genre you can, you know, sort of mix it up in terms of different things, which I kind of liked. I, I liked it, too.
1: I, I had a problem with this, uh, with this challenge. Um, uh, I guess we'll talk about it now. Um, I, these trailers, what they're expecting from these trailers and the way that trailers actually work right, are completely drastically different.
0: Like You don't get you the don't, full story in like, the You don't
1: get a full story. You get something that hooks you in and makes you want to watch. That means you don't have to explain. It doesn't need to make sense. Literally, it just needs to look dramatic.
0: Literally with Jimbo's group which we'll get to. Like they gave away the ending of their series literally.
1: I don't need to watch your show. Yeah. I literally just saw the whole thing. We're good.
0: Yeah, yeah it, it it it's not a trailer it is not. I, no. I will say that. Um but I I like it when they give them something like or kind of like you get a a general sort of like guideline and like do what you want with it as opposed to like mainly because I hate most drag race writing in terms of like acting challenges and yeah, stuff yeah. like that. Like it's not good, but like I, I appreciated that. I also think they need a better director, but we'll get to that. Um, yeah. Well, yeah, we get the, uh so they, to pick teams, they did this back in season 14. Did they do it in season 15 as well? I think they did. Would yeah, they, I think would they so. Have to pop the balloons off the pit crew guys, and then what? The color, uh, the bits and the pieces. Yeah, I thought it was. I I think it's a fun little twist on things that they do now. Like I I appreciate it. Yeah, I,
1: I it always makes me laugh when one of the queens decides to launch across the workroom.
0: Yeah. <laughs> what was that,
1: Heidi? This time. Yeah. Uh-huh.
0: Um. And well, and I love that they gave them the choice to either give or receive this time, which mm-hmm. I think was a fun little sort of, sort of twists. And it gives them a chance to be funny, get their, you know, dick jokes in, you know, which, you know, we love. So after they all get divided into, into groups, we have Alexis, Darian, and James in one group. Then we have Jimbo, Candy, and Jessica. And then we have Heidi, Lala, and Kahana. Uh, they all go off to basically write their scripts. Um, J- Darian sort of comes up with the idea for hers of having this sort of, like, take on, like, Lost with, but the sp- the twist on it is that the ghosts are all essentially dead celebrities that are hiding out and don't want people to know that they're alive, essentially. Right. Which I thought was, everyone's like, oh, that's so complicated. It's really not. It's not that complicated. Like.
1: They honestly did a good job of saying what they were going to say and not giving away the whole show. Yeah. Like, I, just, I thought this was the most like a trailer.
0: It it was the most like interesting. Like, like the other concepts were like, okay, like it's a little. I would actually watch this show and probably none of the other ones. Yeah. Maybe I, I would watch like bits of Heidi and La La's.
1: I feel like it would get old real quick.
0: Sure. I, I, at least I could see like the. I mean, with everyone's, I could see the vision, but I feel like. Darian then Darian said like I think it's important that I take a risk with this to a certain extent sure it's like I appreciate that Alexis is a little worried that they aren't that it's going to be a little too convoluted etc., etc and that'll yeah play into things later
1: (laughs) I honestly didn't think it was that convoluted but uh the judges disagreed with me so yeah
0: um Heidi and Lala are basically doing like a band of dumb robbers who are trying to kidnap this uh, woman's tucking panties or whatever. And at le- it definitely it felt like they kind of left Kahana out to dry slightly only because it's like, you be the pretty thing and we'll actually be the characters that have like interesting elements to ourselves and like...
1: Right. I mean, I get it in that sort of like in the way that they wrote it, that character does kind of need to be a quote unquote straight man, right? right. It needs to be the... The bland one that everyone plays off of, and so I get it. It's a it's a trope. It's a thing. It it happens all the time. But I just thought it was boring, or at least her character was boring.
0: God, that's yeah. Yeah,
1: and the other two were. I mean, they were crazy. But like I said, it was. It's not something I'm going to sit down and watch every week.
0: Right. Uh, Candy and Jimbo, Candy's really excited to work with both Jimbo and Jessica, but they then suddenly start to not get on the same page in terms of like, like there's all this debate of like, are, is Rue going to actually like a, it was, Candy was very much like, no, I've been on, dra- I've been on like main drag race. So like, this is what needs to, and Jimbo's like, no, it's like, it, it, it seemed like a lot like in terms of like them. And it's the point where Jimbo is just like, can we write something on fucking paper? Like instead yeah. of like getting in the weeds on stupid shit like yeah it was frustrating um we go to their filming of their trailers with michelle visage as the director (laughs) i hate when michelle directs i really do and james james says it later like that james makes the point of being like well michelle's really given us nothing in terms of and it's like that's not good not in terms of you guys but like you you're acting like it's not good in terms of what we're doing but it's like no that's not good in terms of the things like like michelle will give like a critique now and then of just like okay enunciate a little more here whatever but it's not like but even then she was saying that to james and it's like
1: we all understood her perfectly sure. and i have auditory processing issues and i understood her perfectly so if you're having trouble then maybe it's just the or like the the resonance in the room and it has nothing to do how she's reading on a mic
0: right but also and but that was with them and then with with candy jimbo and jessica i got so fucking annoyed that she kept like shitting on them like going too raunchy and like you know like oh jessica you can't do a douche like scene essentially where you mimic that you're douching it's like one you're fucking drag race like stop two the point of like like i could i i feel like jimbo handled the critiques very well because i if i were jimbo i would have gotten really frustrated at a certain point because jimbo likes to do like like jimbo's Comedy is raunchy. It's it's very like, and clearly they were going for like an American Pie style. Like it, and Michelle wanted them to play it more straight, as if we were going to be like seriously watching this for like the story. Right. Also,
1: like if I were Jimbo again, I probably would have lost it at some point and go. Okay, well, then we need a little bit of time to go back and rewrite our entire fucking script because you've thrown it out the window at this point.
0: It's just like you and I thought they did well, but like probably would have got my ass sent home. But I mean, I
1: would have done it. Yeah,
0: but like I feel like some of those raunchy bits would have taken it from something that was just like a slightly generic mean girls high school story. Right. Into something with a little more bite to it. Right. And
1: you could have hinted at those things without actually putting them in the shot. Yeah. Like, you could have had Jessica, you could have had a, a full-out view of her standing in the bathtub, zoom into her squeezing the bottle in front of her face, and then... Like, have her move the bottle out of frame and then make like a face or something. And then, like, we get what's happening. We don't need to see it.
0: It's a, yeah. I I didn't understand. Like, it just seemed very up its own ass in terms of Michelle's critiques that I, it was really frustrating. Um, We go into the workroom the next day. Um, Candy's telling Jimbo that she wouldn't be surprised if the girls got rid of her because she's big competition. Candy, Candy talks about like, th- she has been like making the point to sort of like throw out some like to- talking points out there to like get the attention off of her, mm-hmm. which is smart. Like, I, that's my thing. It's like, if you're going to, if this is the game they're presenting them, play the game. Like, yeah.
1: But I mean, also Candy's talking some pretty hot shit for the hot shit she's wearing this week. So like,
0: yeah, well, we'll yeah. I mean, we'll, we'll get
1: to the runway. We'll get
0: to the runway, um, uh, and Candy uh, then starts talking to Alexis. Candy and her team are talking to Alexis about how she's doing with her group, and that if anyone was weak on her group, and Alexis is like, I mean, it's hard to say, but I don't think it was me.
1: <laughs> yeah, I mean, look, you put Alexis in the. Alexis is going to be as um um. What what's the word where you're being um, brutally honest well but she's not typically br- she will usually hedge it a bit but still get her point across Which
0: almost yeah which i can understand is also a little more annoying i almost would want her to be a little more brutally honest yeah like well when later on the main stage like it's she she has a very i don't she's not i don't think she has a pageant background but she's got that somewhat pageant vibe to where it's like no but she
1: she comes from like the musical theater world and the broadway world where you have you're pretty much presenting as professional at all times so like you have to be very it's it's a whole world
0: yeah um candy uh also says that she thinks that james is coasting and alexis kind of agrees like she nods her head in agreement which like
1: I don't necessarily agree with that. I don't think that James is necessarily standing out of the pack, but... That doesn't mean she's coasting.
0: Well, yeah, and I don't, I don't agree with it on principle, but like, yeah, I- interesting to see that tactic happening. But Candy talks about it in the sense that she's do, doing this stuff intentionally, right? Right. But I don't know this the last part because so she talks to Heidi and, and is like, Heidi, how are, are you doing? you know, are you feeling better after last week? I know things were really rough about you, you know, being upset and wanting to leave and stuff like that. And Heidi gets really upset, at least in her, she doesn't present it to Candy. But, like, right. gets really upset that Candy, who was in her alliance that she's formed, is like talking openly and publicly about Heidi's willingness to go home.
1: But also, she's kind of like dropping some giant hints over there. And if Candy's not picking up what she's putting down, that's on Candy. Yeah. So,
0: yeah. Well, yeah. Again, like, again, it's like talking completely openly. It's like, yeah. She, and she basically is like, you know, I have tea on Candy that. Wouldn't fly with the others, and I might just bring it out and burn this whole competition down. And it's just like openly like saying this to Lala. Well, and I it's mean, like... she
1: doesn't say on candy. She says some girls, and like very pointedly is talking about candy, but doesn't name candy. I
0: thought she was saying that she, like, I thought she was implying that on like they're touring and stuff like that because they talked about them touring together. Yes, but she's implying
1: it, but she's not naming candy specifically. Okay. She is heavily saying it's candy but she's not naming candy explicitly.
0: Yeah, I think yeah. I I think but I it was like okay, like this uh, this again it was like this is like feels like an actual like mm-hmm. this style of television show. So we're tr- switching it up slightly to yeah. where it's like, you know, and and I, and I I was really happy to see that. Um we go to the main stage and the guest judge for this week is Maud Apatow, who I believe is Judd Apatow's daughter. I I do like yeah, I okay. didn't look into it. I, I, I just
1: assumed the name.
0: I found out we found out in Untucked Shoes on Euphoria. Yeah I think apparently. So yeah. that makes sense. Um we go then to the runway, and the runway category is as ass the world tur- turns. So ass looks, ass on the runway, um, etc. Um, what were some of the standouts? I I really I will say this. I liked also the way in this runway some people who aren't body con queens mm-hmm. and and sort of like do more like scantily clad stuff, push the boundary of that like I, I really love James's uh, look that I was
1: really liked James's, and I thought it was really clever to do a double thing with that in that you know, obviously her ass is outright, yay, like everybody's doing that, but she was also like honoring her Mexican heritage and doing an ass. Tech, yeah, look, yeah. And I thought that was like really tongue in cheek. It's really like her, it's her signature. Like she does that really cheeky type humor really well, um, and I I thought that was a really smart play
0: yeah i and i I really appreciated also Darian going all out and sort mm-hmm. of like that's the mo- something that I've never seen Darian wear on the runway or right. at, or in in real life, like in something that is really out of her comfort zone, which I really appreciated.
1: Alexis was that wedding gown yeah,
0: that was a good gag
1: and then like the i and and she was showing real ass like a lot of these girls were not showing the real thing sure that's Alexis's actual ass yeah now could it use a little bit of highlighter, yeah, probably, <laughs> but other than that, just a little shine like just a little just a little shiny something, but like girl,
0: yeah um we you particularly have a lot of thoughts about candy's look, so let's talk about <sighs> it when she came out, and I was like, oh, I really like this, like this is one of the I was like excited this like. She was like this anime blow up doll sort of vibe and then she turned around and we saw the ass. I think the ass was the problem. Like yes. So
1: so here's the thing. No, number one, I already had a problem with her and Lala wearing skirts that were too short. Mm. When they're not going to pad their hips and they don't have the curves to support it, their skirts are way too high and it like ruins a lot of that illusion. There's no curve, mm. right? Cuz they're not padding. They're just Bare legged, right? Then you get that sh- combo of the short skirt with a nude illusion underneath it. That is number one, not very, not very convincing because it does not fit, right? And which I get. It's like this material is difficult to work with, but that is the point of dipping yourself in a metric fuck ton of lube to get in and out of these things. Yeah. So like, it has to be skin tight. And then you, you add to the fact that it, so it's too short, it's baggy. And then with those giant inflatable ass cheeks, right, it rides up to where the ass cheeks are sitting on top of her butt.
0: hmm you said they looked like like tumors.
1: They looked like tubers on her lower back. It was awful. It was like somebody needs call Doctor Pimple Popper. This is bad. Yeah,
0: you know what I you know what I think it was. I think what happened was she probably did the fitting for this, and it's like we've. I feel like I've talked about this before, where it's like sometimes it's one thing to do like a, a put a look together and then do it on a runway and to walk with it, and I feel like she sort of. Tested it before coming on this show. Be like, okay, this looks really good. Cause it looked, I feel like the issue was that it was riding up in the back. And like, that's the, and from, from walking, it reminded me of, remember, um, in season 14 with Georges where mm-hmm. she had that look that she lip synced to great lip sync, but she takes the skirt off though. And her underwear is like, because she's so padded, the right. underwear is like halfway down her ass and she yeah. doesn't realize it because she can't feel it. Yeah. It gave me that vibe.
1: Yeah. it, well, because that's the thing. If the skirt was, sh- was longer, mm-hmm. it wouldn't have ridden up as much. Like, it wouldn't have exposed her ass, and it wouldn't have been such a big deal. But, like, you have her actual butt exposed, you can and see then the, the, yeah. the inflatable butt on top, like, pointing upward, literally, like, to the ceiling. Yeah. It's a problem. It looks bad. Like, I get what she was doing, because she was using, like, the inflatable ball material to make this look so you it's because it's thinner you can't do it as skin tight as you would like a latex suit or something right but Then you don't make something out of this material. You make it out of something else and add the balloon bits to it.
0: Or if you're gonna make something like that, I think that's the thing though. It's like if you're gonna make something like this, walk with it. Like, like like Right. She
1: tried it on in front of a mirror and then took it off. She didn't walk a runway with it. She didn't know how it moved or how and like it it was just it was a cacophony of bad. Yeah. Like it looked it was a good idea. It was a great idea even. Yeah. But the the execution was just not where it needs to be for all stars.
0: And then Jimbo comes out and does it better. <laughs> oh yeah.
1: And then Jimbo comes out and does it like ten t- Like she the thing is is she did Neoprene, yeah, which was a lot easier to work with, right? With that sort of And then you have the titties as the butt. So that sure. like it makes it so that it's not inflatable. It's still light because it's mostly cotton. And so it, I don't know, it was just better all around. Yeah.
0: Um, I Heidi also went sort of out of the box. She did an extra. She basically was Eeyore, but set, make I Eeyore that. a stripper. I loved that. I liked the choice. I thought it was, and she sold it really well. It, it verged on the line of costumey. I mean, sure, like, but I didn't mind that. Yeah, I, she sold it enough, and there were enough gags of like her stripping, like at, like taking different parts off, and sort of adding more stuff to to it. I and also that, like, noticed because we rewatched
1: it today before recording, she had her eyes closed the entire time she was yeah. walking that runway to keep the the full bi- giant cartoon eye illusion going. It was great. I was hella impressed it with that. It was very
0: seamless, yeah. Um. And then La La Rees, we also weren't the biggest fan of. And I think it was a good idea that didn't turn, like, I, the, the choice of doing the nude paneling in the back instead of just either going with the full red of the pants with the cutout mm-hmm. or just going full backless. Mm-hmm. I think would have been smart because to me when I think of what she was trying to accomplish I think of like for example Prince like the, the look with the cutouts right. in, in the butt but like just give us the full pant right and cut out your ass like I think that would have been yeah it more was successful.
1: just the the issue is that the colors didn't match yeah. And it, it looked like she had just, it looked like, um, you remember when Kenya walked in with the bad, the yeah, that's what it looked like. It looked so bad. Okay. But honestly, why? Like, <laughs> like
0: if that had been the reference point, if someone had done that look, I would have laughed and I would have been a serve. And I don't know if anyone else would have gotten it, but I would have gotten it and I would appreciate it. Um, let's
1: talk a second about the fame game looks.
0: yes yes, yes, yes. um i wasn't a huge fan of monica's i like that style i like that kind of dress but i I just didn't didn't
1: think it fit the category
0: yeah and i and i think it wasn't drag race worthy right like
1: well i i thought i thought it was drag race worthy i just didn't think that it fit the the script you wanted more more ass right there was no exposed ass there was hint of ass because there was <laughs> Just like a hint the fluttering of the foot fl- like the the fluttering beads you could kind of maybe see it behind there but yeah. it's like ass eh, mm. also I wasn't a fan of kasha's
0: no kasha i mean i wish uh, the cutouts were too high too high and she went made the point i mean kasha wasn't gonna have her ass out but like, right
1: i mean but that's fine not all of the queens on the runway had their ass out but you can do that and cut it lower so it looks more... The way it looked like... The illusion is correct. Right. Yeah. Right. Um, but I, I Nasha, loved Nasha's. Nasha's was great. Nasha's just, was fucking hot. Yeah. Like, the the, the, the fact that the um, keyhole cutout on the back was like the like the jacket opening on mm-hmm. a tuxedo was just... Uh, it so, was so good. So
0: far, I would say from the fame game looks, I think Nace is probably winning. Oh yeah. If we're judging based solely off the looks, like yeah, I I, I would definitely say so. Um, let's go. They do the, they show the uh, trailers. What were your thoughts on just some of the trailers in general? Um, let's start with the Get Off Island uh trailer. I thought Darian. This is the, the frustration. I thought Darian did the best. I thought her character was thought... She knew her character. She played the sort of ditzy... That ditzy character. I love the when they find the diamonds and James is like... And it was sent by JFK and she's like, the airport? Like, that was a funny joke.
1: Yeah, that, that was really good. I actually... Personally, I know we've already talked about it, but I... This is the show I would watch. Yeah. Out of all of them, this is the show that made me go, this is interesting. This is something... This was a trailer. Mm-hmm. This was it. Did all the things that a trailer needs to do. It establishes characters without giving too much away. Yeah. It pulls us into what is going on here. Why are these celebrities here? How did these like all of the the good things you need for a trailer? Yeah. And I was I'm just coming off of a lost rewatch. Actually, it's a, a first time watch. Oh, that's for right. Me. Yeah. So like. I was already pulled in for this, this thing anyway, right? Right. Um, but I thought this was the only one that did the job that a trailer is supposed to do. Sure. Um, I also really enjoyed um, the other two, but I thought the other two were skits. They were not trailers. Yeah,
0: that's the thing. Um, I,
1: I would have given the win to the ones that were in the bottom this week.
0: Probably, I mean, on just on the ter- merit of like this is what a trailer is like. Well, and, well, and, and, like for all the other things you mentioned, not but, like, even
1: just this is the what a trailer is. This is the one that makes me want to watch a show. This is a show that is good. Yeah, the other two are skits that are good that I no longer need anything else from.
0: Yeah, that's fair. Um, the best friends for never skit. Uh, I think Jimbo was the standout. Obviously, clearly, uh, Jimbo's really great at like putting on a character and just like you forget it's Jimbo and it's just kind of like, like you could tell, like ha- I feel like she said that she has sort of an acting background, but like, mm-hmm. it's like clearly she has a good idea of like how to develop a character.
1: Well, and one thing that I love about Jimbo is that she's not afraid to be ugly or be silly yeah. and to go there. We've had issues in past seasons where Queens are afraid to, to, to look different than their signature, right? Right. And Jimbo doesn't give a fuck about that. Um Jimbo will go and do whatever she needs to do to do the damn thing. Yeah. And and you got to respect that just as an artist, even if it's not successful, which I still haven't seen one of those yet, but um even if it were unsuccessful, I still have to give her props for
0: trying. And she knows how to steal a scene too. Like I think back to like Canada's Drag Race when they did the sort of um, the uh, bachelorette party skit that she was in oh, with the right. whole crazy bachelorette. Like, he, they know how to really hone down that character and sort, yeah. of, and sort of nail it. Um, and then we had the Run Queen Run sketch. Um, like we said, Kahana kind of faded in the background a little bit. Um, Heidi and Lala though were... Uh, I mean, L- Michelle said that Lala was essentially just doing Fat Albert, but like... Yeah. At least... Lala was really funny. I think Lala... Unlike uh, the SNLs. Uh, skit where her, her and Heidi were on the Weekend Update thing. Mm-hmm. This one, I think Lala held her own more with Heidi a little bit more. Like they were a bit more equal.
1: I agree. I would have rather watched these two on the Weekend Update though. That yeah. would have been fun.
0: Yeah, exactly. Um, and Heidi really committed to her character too. And I think those two, I think, did a pretty decent job. Um, there was also all this discussion in the workroom. Like, are they going to judge his solo or are they going to judge his team? And I'm like, well, they always, they pretty much always do solo. But this week they're judging as teams which I thought
1: there have been times in the past where I thought it made more sense to judge in teams and they never do. And then I thought this one made more sense to judge as individuals. I
0: think what I can to be shrewd about it. I think they wanted Darian to go home and if they judged it by solo performances, Darian wouldn't have been in the bottom. Yeah, that that's possible. I think, I think that's what it was like. I, yeah, which is frustrating. Um, but run queen run are safe. So Heidi Lala and Kahana get to go to the back. Um, They give them their critiques, and, and the best friends for never skit is in the top, get off islands towards the bottom. And then, uh, and talk, they're talking about how, like, again, they're doing like, well, the skit was a little overwrought or whatever. And then, this is where Alexis starts speaking up and being like, I was, I didn't really think this concept would have worked, and I should have spoken up more essentially. <laughs> and throwing Darian under the bus, and I say that only because Jimbo literally did the beeping bus horn, <laughs> which I thought <laughs> was funny. And then, I found. Because you were like, oh, I don't, you were kind of more Team Alexis of like.
1: I'm fine with her doing that because number one, she doesn't know that all three of them are going to be up for elimination at this point.
0: Right. Because I I was saying afterwards, I was like, okay, why does it even matter that she does this? Because they're not even necessarily judging. It's like, it'd be one thing for her to say this to the girls in the back. But then you pointed out, like, she doesn't know that all three of them are going to be in the bottom.
1: Because they've only had bottom twos. Up to this point. Yeah.
0: And um honestly, it
1: makes sense because the judges seem to have their main critique of the premise itself. Which, if I was in a challenge and I had been telling my team, look, I don't think this premise is going to go over with the judges. And then lo and fucking behold, it doesn't go over with the judges. You better believe I'd be on the main stage going, bitch, I told your ass. Why are we down here in the bottom? Because of you and you, not me. Don't put me down there with that.
0: Yeah. Does it change your mind at all, which I I saw when I was scrolling TikTok, that Alexis literally did this exact same thing on her season in the exact same challenge? Hmm. She, when, if you remember when she was on a team with Trinity and Peppermint and they did the nun like the, the crazy nun sketch that oh, Trinity wow. was doing. Uh, if you watch it back, Alexis does the exact same thing on the main stage and throws them under the bus.
1: But was she still correct in I the, the parts
0: that she, I would need to her go thing, back and look? Her thing on that one was like I came up with most of the jokes.
1: Oh, that's right. No, she was delusional
0: in that yeah, moment. But it's—I remember. I remember, I remember
1: so fu- knowing that she was delusional in that. It's moment It's just
0: so funny to me that in the—it's literally the same challenge. They had to make yeah. trailers for it, it and she—it's crazy. It,
1: oh, that was the really bad one with uh, Anina and Valentina. Anina, uh, yeah, oh, <laughs> with the infamous—that
0: uh, was bad mass lip sync. Um, yeah, we mentioned uh, the bottom three are James, Darian, and Alexis. So they're doing a bottom three here and then the winner is Jimbo um uh so that's Jimbo's second win um and they all go to vote do their decisions etc cetera, etc cetera. um this one's at least a little more interesting having a third option because then you then the the bottom three queens can vote for different people right so I, I at least like that um we go back to the stage uh, Jimbo with this full like beetle like green hair like the contacts, the, like, snake-eye contacts. I you, thought it was
1: a really good choice for the song.
0: Yeah. And we find out the uh lip-sync assassin is Chanel from season one.
1: Oh, goodness. Crazy
0: Ch- is he's Chanel. Like, it's... Feel- I mean, it really has been since All-Stars 1. Like, yeah. I mean, but, I mean,
1: Chanel is famous for the... uh Miss the Mandarin. Miss Mandarin.
0: There you go. That's better. And My the, lips weren't wet yeah. enough. And the...
1: um. The, I don't want to be here, (laughs) (laughs) which ironic that Heidi was just doing that last episode. And here's Chanel.
0: (laughs) Uh, Chanel's great. Um, But they lip sync to Bad Reputation by Joan Jett. This was an interesting, I mean. I feel like Jimbo did a little better than the laps- last last lip sync. I honestly think Jimbo should have won this lip sync. It was odd with Chanel. Like again, again, I'm like, did they tell them what lip sync the, the assassins what lip sync song it is? Because Chanel Chanel did a decent job, but she's also wearing like a sparkly Vegas like but outfit that's underneath. Chanel.
1: Like, what is she? What else is she gonna
0: wear? I was telling myself, I was like, okay, well at least it's like sort of an ambery gold, and there's enough leather in it to like. Sort of still give the vibe, right? And
1: she had that the the jacket that or the the look she had on over over it had those pointy ash- shoulders, pointy like sculptural shoulder things, yeah, which I loved. I thought I thought that it was very Chanel. Does Joan Jet? Yeah, yeah,
0: yeah. yeah.
1: It but was, it was still very much Chanel. The hair
0: was a little I like mean, yeah, 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 it, it was, was very
1: eighties teased. It was eighty.
0: It was like perfect eighties teased. Though yeah. it was like like Chanel still has this like. I can't be dirty or like no no sort of like grungy. See
1: she's one of those that I can't get crazy with my look, I can't look ugly, I can't do yeah. that. I still have to do on brand, which is fine, but not when you're on drag race. No,
0: no, not at
1: all. But Chanel I thought did well, but again, it was still Chanel does Joan Jet, whereas I thought Jimbo, while Jimbo does Joan Jet was still what
0: happened, and I feel like it was also the closest we could have gotten to a Jumbo win. I think Jimbo
1: doing Joan Jet is a closer approximation of Joan Jet than Chanel doing Joan Jet. Yeah, so I would have given it to Jimbo. Yeah, I thought her energy matched the song, whereas Chanel was still going. And I'm doing
0: drag. It was a good drag number. It wasn't really. Yeah. And I feel, I do worry though. Cause it's like people may of like, how is Jimbo going to win the season? Cause like, un- unless they do the jinx monsoon of like based off of your performance, the whole season, <laughs> like that's the only way that Jimbo can win. Yeah. <laughs> um, but no Chanel wins. Um, they bring the girls back up on the main stage and the Queens voted to send Darian home. We found out unanimously pretty much. Yeah. Um, the only vote for James was from Darian, um, which I mean, yeah, it's like third time in the bottom, and not a damn person voted for Alexis. I know right? <laughs> if, well i I kind of wish Darian you a little bit of Darian was a little pissed and untalked about the Alexis stuff. I wish you would have kind of campaigned a little bit harder yeah towards uh, towards Alexis. I feel like it seemed like they would try it was between Darian and James, but yeah. like... I and I get why, but like to me, if I'm daring, I'm like go and, and I'm and I'm in a position where I'm three times in the bottom. Just go balls to the wall and try to put the target on Alexis.
1: Yeah, I mean at that point you know that most people are going to vote for you anyway, so you might as well go you out know, swinging. Like blow po- the load on the way out. Pull a man, fucking India
0: Farah like- with uh, <laughs> Alexis Mateo about the yes. plot or whatever. Like at least, yeah. I I think so, um, but no Darian goes home. But we'll still see her uh, as a part of the Fame Games. Overall, I thought this was a decent episode of Drag Race. Next week we get Snatch Game of Love. Um, Can we
1: just do regular stra- drag or um, snatch, game? snatch Game on All Stars, please? Yeah, but, I, I'm tired of this Drag or uh, <laughs> Snatch Game of Love.
0: But we do get. Uh, Bowen and Yang and Matt Rogers as yeah. the snatchlers, which I'm really excited about. Yeah. Yeah. Uh, yeah. That's that'll, great. That'll be a fun uh little gag. So yeah, and we're down to eight queens, so it's really getting tight. So we'll see how everything shakes out. Um we're gonna take a quick commercial break and then when we come back we are talking part two of the Vanderpump Rules reunion. Don't go anywhere.
1: Welcome back to again his envy. It's time to get real close to uh, Hollywood. Unless you are Raquel levis in which case you got to stay a uh, hundred yards away from <laughs> Sheena Shea while she's on stage at the Vanderpump Reunion Part Two.
0: Oh God, this fuck! And we Raquel, the little we saw her was already fucking like. We'll get to it later. We talk like people throw out the word sociopath a lot, but like the, I was genuinely just like, yeah, it she, was. She is cold. Cold. I was literally when because La, Lala and Katie and and have been doing like podcast interviews, and we're like, you know, she was emotionless. She didn't cry. I was like, okay, like how can she be like how with all this? I can't imagine someone being emotionless. Yeah. But she literally is emotionless.
1: Well, and the weird thing is is it doesn't even come off as you know how like if someone is cold because they're angry. Yeah. It doesn't even come off like there's an emotion behind the coldness. It
0: comes off medicated. It comes off. Yeah, exactly. It's like literally she doesn't. It's not processing. <laughs> Maybe
1: she got into uh, Schwartz's stash of Xanax. Oh, my God.
0: <laughs> we'll get to that. Jesus Christ. Um, we come back, and this is where we saw the blow up last in the last episode with Lala, James, and LVP, and James being like, you're defending him too much. James gets up and leaves. Which we'll get to it, but like, Jeez. He, this won't be the first or the, won't be the last time he does it tonight. Um, I also loved him in the hallway or whatever. He just whispers, "Just fucking die, man." Like I was like, "Oh shit," <laughs> but I think he more met metaphorically than physically.
1: Yeah, sure.
0: Um, and then Sandoval is still like because LVP's like gassed him up. Like Sandoval is still like yelling at Lala and and literally yells at her. She's a fucking narcissist this is uh, mm. not i i hate when it's like everything's like narcissist like this genuinely like you could watch these this reunion and it's literally a narcissist playbook by sandoval like i and i don't use like some people use the term way too fucking loosely on things but no if you know anything about narcissist he literally shows so many patterns of it that it's insane
1: well and it's I do want to flag that it's very important for the public to be aware of things like narcissism and like emotional abuse and gaslighting and things like that. But y'all need to actually get some education outside of just like three TikToks and a buzzfeed article no yeah uh, because y'all are misusing these words constantly and sandoval particularly is, gaslighting. sandoval is constantly misusing them and taking advantage of the fact that a lot of people don't really know the full definitions of these things to smear lala and uh ariana specifically um trying to make them out as crazy bitches because they're the people that are calling
0: him out. But he also like that what I say about the tendency, him calling Lala a narcissist, he multiple times this particular episode, like accuses other people, like like does that no, you're doing this. You're oh, the yeah. one who's actually and it's like it's just a smokescreen to like sort of like divert the attention. And
1: he's g- not even good at being a
0: narcissist. No, he really isn't. He's, he's so obvious. And it's just Wow. Well, and we'll get to a moment later, which I was just like, "Wow, dude!" Like you're. Oh which
1: one? Because there were multiple.
0: Yeah, yeah. Um, Lala goes. I may have an ego the size of this building, but I'm not a narcissist. That's you. And she's like, "He's like, it has. Every, that's what it has to do with it." And Lala has it says, "It has nothing to do with it, moron." And this is where Sandoval says, probably the grossest, most like vile disgusting thing i have heard someone say on bravo at least in like years yeah like, it's I, been a while i try to literally go through my rolodex of like what is there any i can't think of another moment and he he's
1: not exaggerating he literally has a rolodex in his brain I of three things housewives uh wrestling and drag queens and can r- rattle off like facts from years and years ago that nobody has any clue about. But if he says that doesn't exist for a while.
0: Yeah. The closest thing that I can think to, and we ne- we never watched, um, Shaws of Sunset, but I know that there is a moment on Shaws of Sunset where, um, uh, I believe it was Reza who was on um, mm-hmm. traitors, like makes a really disgusting comment about someone having multiple abortions and like uses that Jeez. against him. Like that's the closest thing I can think of. But he basically, cause he, cause you know, Lala says has nothing to do with that. You moron. And he goes, you're a fucking moron. And then under his breath goes, pulled your IUD. The day you found out Stasi was pregnant and like,
1: which number one has nothing to do with this conversation. Nothing. You were just waiting for a reason to use that. Exactly. That he, was a planned
0: comment. And like w- when he said that, you and I both literally, we literally almost ju- both jumped up our out of our chairs simultaneously, and we're like, "Oh, you motherfucker!" Like it's so gross. It's disgusting. To, ins- to basically try to imply that like she own
1: like. Like, yeah. she had Ocean in order to compete with Stassi, who wasn't even on the goddamn show at the time. And,
0: then, and, and Lala's because apparently this was, nobody heard this, but Sandoval said it. It was just picked up on the mic or whatever. But, like, so Lala watched, when she watched it with all of us, was when she heard it for the first time. And she posted on her Instagram story calling Sandoval out for it and, po- and talking about, this is the second time this season that he's made a comment in the vicinity about her child. Right. And have, and the fact that she shouldn't have gotten knocked up if she blah, blah. It's fucking disgusting. And you were saying like he, you, I think, and I don't use this term lightly, but he is a fucking misogynist. Yeah. The man is a full blown fucking misogynist because there is no, I don't care how mad you are at somebody. I don't care the, the, like the fact that because it, like, I saw some idiots being like, well, Lola can dish it out, but she can't take it. You you don't say shit like that. I'm sorry. Yeah. And like there is no realm in which saying that to a woman is like Yeah. Okay. It just isn't.
1: It's just it's just not okay. And um before anybody gets in the comments and says the stupid shit that Sandoval and Schwartz both tried to claim, is that yeah, it's not sexist because because we're not talking about women like or any other person that's gendered like uh marginalized men are not gender marginalized you can criticize men that is not sexist
0: yeah it's just really fucking disgusting and i really hope that like honest i really as much as they didn't hear it seemingly didn't hear it i feel like i want to hear what lisa's thoughts are on that and even andy's thoughts of like him saying that because it's like that's Genuinely fucking disgusting and beyond the fucking pale. Um, James is back, still backstage, and it's like every time I listen to Tom, I just keep getting angry. and Then I have to go pee, go pee. <laughs> I'm I'm using quotation marks. He's definitely going pee. Yeah, that's what's happening. I don't. I mm. I'm, I I didn't say anything. I know. I just heavily I'm implied just something. <laughs> but like. That's the only. Uh, I I don't know. I don't think he has a weak bladder. I don't think that's what James has exhibited in the past. Um, but James does come back, and then he apologizes to Lisa and Andy, and Andy just goes, "Just stay in your fucking chair." Like,
1: <laughs> yeah, Andy's so tired.
0: Lala, uh, the topic of Randall then comes up. And uh, Lala says that she hasn't spoken with Randall face to face. The only time that they've had any interaction was that he had brought ocean for an exchange at one point because the nanny was sick, but they didn't speak essentially. Mm-hmm. Um, so it still seems pretty cold. Um, and Lala confirmed that she can't show because of Randall legally saying like, you can't show ocean on camera. Can't even use like pictures and stuff like that. So like, wow. Can't that really sucks. I, I get, I get that's their legal system, but it's like, We see that a lot on housewives shows where it's like you get a nasty divorce and then you can't like Tamra couldn't feature her her son until he turned eighteen for like what like ten years. Well, but at least
1: at least Tamra had other things like she still had you know Eddie and she still had her older son and she still had like even there was (laughs) Yes. yes, but. You I know, know what, what you mean. I mean? There were other people in her life where they could show her life. Lala literally only has Ocean in her life. So if they're not gonna show her having her her daughter, she then becomes a background character. Yeah.
0: And I also feel like I remember Brandy saying when she was on Beverly Hills that like she wished mm-hmm. she could have had her kids on because it would have shown of more full range of her as right. a person. Like I, she did one season, right? I think like she had like a scene maybe. Yeah. Um, Andy brings up the LA times article and all the details from it about the casting couch and all that stuff. And basically says that Rand, has to legally say that Randall's denied it through a spokesperson. And then Lala goes, Oh, by the way, that's the same spokesperson for Harvey Weinstein. Yeah. If that says anything, which it does, <laughs> it says a lot. Um, you know, she, Andy asked if Lala was surprised by everything. And she said, like, I was and wasn't because I was getting a flood of DMs of allegations from right. people of certain things that he was doing. But I was shocked when the LA, L.A. Times published basically a full expose on it. And stuff there was in there that I didn't even fucking know. And also, and she also said in the past, like, there's stuff that I know that wasn't even in that article. So, like, yeah, um, you know, and they talk about how they met um the like she says it wasn't for an audition originally but that they met well no, no no she said it wasn't that she went in for an audition she was waitressing at sir and he basically hostessing and she and he essentially called her over and asked her to audition for a part um, Lala says they didn't have sex that night But James is like I thought you said that you had sex The first time you met and Lisa's like I thought you had said it you you fucked him The first night or whatever and then we see the flashback Of her like getting her hair done with Stassi Right but
1: she's talking about first date
0: She's saying for, that it was different Than the night at Sir It was the first time right. he actually went on a date Outside of the whole Like acting audition process Um, And then You know she said that you know Andy asked did you think that you had to have sex with him to get the part and she said i know because i was you know L- lauren from utah i wasn't really sure about how like hollywood worked and james is like i knew about i knew about that when i was eight it's like okay but your dad was literally a music producer who right was like like
1: i don't think a lot of people realize that utah is another world yeah yeah, yeah. like it's it's its own thing
0: Yeah, and then Lisa for some, again, James says that he knew since he was eight, and Lisa goes, he slept with Kristen to get on the show. What, what, what does that have to, what? No, he didn't. Okay. Number
1: one, like, yeah, all of that was happening at the same time, but that's not what happened. Number one, we already know his mama called you and got him hooked up with you and mm-hmm. sir doing see you next tuesday or something of that sort i don't think it was see you next tuesday yet but no it was, he was he, was, he was um
0: he was um or no it was at pomp no he started as a what's the word when you like clean up the tables why can't i
1: oh busser he
0: was a busser originally. okay and then so
1: he was a busser originally and he but he was moving in with sandoval And then fucked Katie. But all of that... Or Kristen. Why do I keep mixing Katie and Kristen up? Because it's K-names. I can't do it. Yeah. Um, But, uh, yeah. So all of that happened in quick succession, sure. But it was in that order. It was not that he fucked... Kristen to be on the show.
0: And also, Sandoval's like, Well, you said it on the show, James. And they cut to the flashback. And what he's saying in the flashback is, I was going to get on either in two, like, I was going to have my main story either in two ways. I was either going to be his roommate and best friend or I was going to fuck Kristen. Yeah. That, he's talking about, like, his story, like, not like. Also, you want to talk about.
1: Literally, last episode wasn't he just talking about how they weren't really friends? Right. No, but James's whole introduction to the show was being Sandoval's best friend.
0: It's all like a basket of fucking contradictions and like just bullshit. Like he just says shit. And but then when Lisa brings says that, that he slept with Kristen again on the show, James James says this and then almost stops himself. But I wish he would have finished the sentence. He goes, "You know, I create my own story, and you should be thankful." He almost says thankful, and I was like. Okay, but you're kind of right, though, James. You should have yeah. finished that sentence. You shouldn't have backed down. Um, Lala says that she has sort of a new view on life after all this has happened and, you know, goes by through life to saying if something's too good to be true, it is. Um, and Andy's basically like, sobriety will do that for you. And Lala says that she's uh, coming on four and a half years sober. So good for her. Yeah. Lala's made a lot of um, improvements in that. Um, and again, we're watching the... By the way, I should have mentioned on the up top of it, we're watching the extended versions on Peacock, so there's a couple extra scenes um, to keep in mind. Uh, Andy asked Schwartz if he's talked to Randall since Pickleball, and, and Schwartz says he hasn't. And then he also asked James, because I guess there was all these reports that Randall was getting like the cast members to sign like NDAs when he was filming on the show and stuff like that for certain things, and mm-hmm. James said he never was asked. So who knows in terms of that. Then they decide... Okay, so then... this. Oh fuck. Then they go on lunch break, right? Oh jeez. And so everyone goes about uh, well, about their way. Like everyone else except Sandoval and Schwartz like are like having lunch together. Um Schwartz is doing push-ups on set, which like why?
1: Why is he constantly doing random push-ups places and never in the appropriate attire? No. It's always in like I'm like should be going out some it's always nice clothes. It's yeah. never workout gear
0: <laughs> it's a mess um and He's then it's a mess and then well speaking of mess <laughs> um, oh jeez. sandoval then goes to raquel's trailer and this was the most awkward bullshit i think this is the thing and and it gets into like something that happens shortly after which is that like they're clearly policing what they're do on camera like we saw like when ge went to the apartment at the finale like they didn't want to kiss on camera they right. weren't gonna say certain things etc, cetera, etc. Cetera. They were really self-conscious of that, of what they were saying on camera. And so they don't kiss. I, they have this weird, awkward hug. I just... You mean to tell me... Like, I, I'm just having this
1: revelation that Sandoval self-produces? No. What is...
0: Oh, my God. I thought it was Ariana that did that, at least oh, according to Sandoval. Right? That's what I was heard. Uh, that's what I heard. Ugh. I just... I, uh. So he gives her the rundown of what ha- what's happening, even though she's been watching on the monitor. He's like, James is out of control. Sheena is full groveling to Katie because she wants to be back into the group. Like, again, just, like, making them all the bad... Like, it's one thing to, like, shit on Lala or shit on... Yeah. Like, what is Sheena? Like, why are you attacking Sheena in this moment to when then you go on stage and try to be like, no, I want my friendship still? Right. Like,
1: he's fucking full of shit. He's
0: literally going to, like, 30 minutes later, be like, I want to preserve my friendship with Sheena. As he's, like, being like, Sheena's full on groveling, blah, 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 blah," like, whatever. And then... um,
1: He's a disgusting piece of shit and a liar. Yeah. Like, I don't know why we're surprised.
0: And he's like, Lala, who doesn't give a flying fuck about either one of us calling me a narcissist. Why does she have to give a flying fuck about you? You've literally talked shit on her all this season. Like... Beyond the fact of the uh, affair and all that stuff, go, before any of that came out, going into this reunion, she literally said on Watch What Happens Live, she's coming for you, motherfucker, because of shit you said on the show before all of that. Yeah. So what does she owe you? Not a goddamn thing. I'm confused. And then this is where Sandoval goes, they're making out you and me to be basically pathological liars. Because you are. Because you literally have been pathologically lying. And Raquel... (laughs) Raquel Raquel is like in a... uh, She is the worst wingman. She is the worst, like, like accomplice in this. Because the shit that comes out of her mouth, that that doesn't even process, she goes, I see that. Even though we know we're not. And we haven't lied about anything besides the affair. So the entire thing. That's the whole game, bitch! I don't...
1: Nobody said you were lying about anything else but the affair. The affair, when the affair started, how far the affair went, all the extent, like all the things that the affair
0: touched. James is with the girls talking. James is like, you know, if they get together, good riddance, live in a yurt in the desert. Yeah. And Ariana then makes a point of like, and when Little Miss Record starts making actual demands of the relationship, she's not going to be so cool and chill anymore. Yeah. Which is so true. Like he wants somebody who will just gas, like she said, gas him up Mm -hmm. and fuck. But as soon as she wants actual things from a copacetic relationship, it's going to go fucking downhill completely. Well, I,
1: she's already started to question him. Well,
0: that I was just about to say, because the next thing we cut to after Ariana says this is back to the trailer. And Raquel goes, I don't love the way it's coming across about your guys's intimacy. Clearly, I I only know what you're telling me. It looks like you guys had this solid relationship. And then they cut back to Sheena, at the, who right. was just basically like, I talked to her in January. They said they were really good. They had been intimate a lot that month. And I said at the time, mm-hmm. Raquel looked confused by that. So literally, he was feeding her something else. I just want to read, by the way. I, I literally... And
1: just before you go any further that does not absolve Raquel from
0: anything not at all but she has been lied to and strung along the problem is that she is easy prey oh yeah she was easy prey for Sandoval she's literally like literally there's like nothing going in between the two of her ears so she literally can be guided wherever yeah and told whatever and she'll just take it and believe it and then when she's literally presented like she'll question like she's questioning it in this moment but not enough to where she like actually like Yeah bucks him. You know what I mean? Like She'll but, fuck him but not buck not him. Not buck him. <laughs> yeah. Um but so she says here, it looks like you guys had this solid relationship. And so she's kind of question like has a question about like it's it like it seemed to me like from my impression from you, you guys weren't as intimate at that point.
1: And this is literally the second time we've seen them interact since all of this has come out. Yeah. And in both situations, she questions him and pushes back.
0: This is Sandoval's answer to the question of like, were you guys more intimate? Were you really intimate at that point? I literally wrote this down, like wrote it. This was Sandoval's answer. That was when Ariana literally went from, I mean, Ariana always like, kind of talk down to me a little bit, you know, like, but it went from me like asking her, you know, like just, just something simple. Like, um, uh, what should I wear tonight? Or like, Hey, what do you think about this? She's like, no. To her, like saying like, well, Tom, you, you're, you're so good at fashion. Like, you should just wear what you want. And I was like, what? What the fuck does that have to do with literally anything? <laughs> she asked you, were you more intimate with her than I am meant to believe at the time? And you were like, I mean, she would make fun of my fashions and then, but then suddenly was like, Oh, you know how to dress.
1: What? Honestly, I I think we deserve a streamy for best reenactment of a scene on a podcast. Thank I'm you. just saying Thank that you. was pretty damn good. Um,
0: also, a really ki- good key to Sandoval lying is anytime he does these like long rambling bullshits, but particularly when he at, like fills sentences with like or, you know, uh huh, like that's him like stalling in his head mm-hmm. and also not having clear examples of anything like he doesn't like this what he's talking about is like really vague shit and also they show a flashback where he's like trying i want to do this for this red glittery thing first and the green stuff for and little
1: and then ariana's just like well i'm not a huge fan of the green that's it that, that's, that's literally it that, that's literally just her giving an opinion when you were asking for her opinion and,
0: and he makes it believe that she was like no those are ugly burn it you're a dis- you have no fashion like
1: Throw that in a bonfire and then jump
0: in after it. Yeah, <laughs> like that's what it felt like. Sandoval basically warns her that Ariana is going to unleash on her, and then he says, "But I'm glad you came." And but that to me told me that Raquel didn't want to go. Oh God! Yeah. Like she was heavily thinking of just skipping. Yeah, I'm sure Bravo threatened her. Yeah, it just sucks because like my entire character is in question now. You're As just it re- should be. You're just realizing this though. Like what you know, I went through a transitional phase, but you know, this is my wake up call. Transitioning
1: from James to Sandoval. Okay.
0: Yeah. And then Sandoval's like, I believe in you. And then there's this like really awkward silence. And then they hug, and then he leaves. Um, and then we so we go back to the main table of everyone having lunch, and this was also a bonus thing. Mm-hmm. Um Sheena says that. So we find out Sheena's going to, like, she's like, Raquel's, we're switch. I'm switching with Raquel at a certain point, obviously, because of the whole restraining order, but I'm coming back at the end. Like, we're switching back. I'm doing the toast with you guys. Yeah. Like, that's not good. She's not going to be there for the fucking toast. Like, hell yeah, fucking fuck no. And Ariana's like, if you don't, if you don't come back for that toast, we will all fucking leave. Ariana, this episode, there were multiple moments where she was just like laying her foot down with production. And I really fucking appreciate it.
1: She, she was giving Regina George energy without
0: being evil. Yeah. With the, with the po- pointed in the right direction. Right. And, and with the right targets. And Lala goes, I'm not having no cheers with no SpongeBob square pants looking. Home. <laughs> <laughs> so good. So Sandoval, like we mentioned, so Sandoval has left the trailer, right? But then we hear, I need a break. And we then see him essentially throw a fit with the producers being like, I want to break where we're not filming. You know, I, I want to have a real break with Raquel with no cameras. And they're like, you can't do that. You, he, the producers literally like, if you want to go have lunch separately, we can take cameras off of you. But if you're interacting with anyone, we need cameras on you. That's, and and that's that the, at world.
1: that point, he literally threatens to leave the set.
0: Yeah, and he's just like, I'm not doing that. No, you know, he literally at one point goes, I legally have to have a break. It's Like, bitch, you're not union. He, he sounds like, like that's not how this he, works. I, I was saying this online about stuff that's been happening outside of the show, too. Like, he is such a fucking Karen. Yeah. I, my legal rights are that I need to have a break. That is union rule that I must have a break. in the Like this, the fucking Miraval thing where he fucking like made that full Instagram post or whatever. And then the, the thing recently from the Glamour magazine thing where a writer, a female writer had the gall to write a funny article about how he's ruining white nail polish. And he writes a fucking full diatribe. Dude, on, that was bad. On Instagram being like, you should take the definition of journalist and keep it in your pocket. And then fully shares her in, her personal Instagram profile for her his like cult le- leader uh, minions to fucking go after her. I'm assuming like you're you're literally a Karen, dude. Yeah. Like, like he is so fucking like. Sandoval goes. Well, you're not understanding. It's like no, he's understanding. You're not understanding.
1: Yeah, that's not not how this is working.
0: Yeah. He's like, look, I don't feel relaxed. She doesn't either. We have to watch what we fucking say. Why? Why do you have to watch what you say?
1: Because if you're telling the truth, then you can just say what you want to say. And that's not a problem.
0: Why do you have to? Like, if, the tr- if you have the truth on your side, you don't have to be extra fucking careful of everything. Like, like it's the fuck. It's I love. It's, a, it's an old Judge Judy quote. If you're telling the truth, you don't have to have a good memory. Yeah, like that's the thing, and he literally goes, "I'm in a very delicate position right now."
1: Oh, oh, I'm sorry oh, are you dealing with the consequences of your actions?
0: I just like, shut up, dude. You're the worst. Like, they're very
1: predictable consequences of your actions. And I feel oh. so
0: bad for that producer, who, by the way, was
1: hot. Uh, um, yeah. Well, it made even hotter by how hard he put his foot down. He was
0: literally like, no, that's not happening. I couldn't tell in the end if they ended up letting them do that. But to me, at that point, it doesn't matter. At that, at that point, it doesn't matter because we've now seen on camera him do, and because let's be like, it's clearly why he was mad, right? He was, he want it was exactly what Ariane has been saying this whole reunion. He, he needed needs, to go coach her. He needed to coach her. He just had that m- moment where he fucked up the timeline with the short stuff. So he needed to get her off camera to tell her the fucking script. Right. Going into the second half.
1: Right. Which, if he wasn't, such a fucking dumbass. Yeah. He could have said, Okay, well, I'm gonna take my lunch over here, and she's gonna take her lunch over there, and we're just not going to um
0: spend any time together and then fucking call. But they don't have their phones. Oh, they, they not- confiscated their phones fame. Mm. Fam- that's the thing. That's why he spiraled. Because normally why he, he would just text her.
1: Yeah, if he was smart, they would have got prepaids.
0: Yeah, yeah, going yeah. in
1: and then just keep them off until break, knowing that they would need to be sequestered from each other to be off camera. Like he's done this for ten fucking seasons. He knows the the gig. Right. Like, I don't.
0: Good on production though, because like that plus the like the Andy one on one interviews, which he Andy had framed it as like, I'm sure it's going to get heated, so I want actual like th- these moments to give details, which I'm sure is part of it. But I also think part of it is you sequester them, give them their stories. And then so when they're lying on the main show, you can literally just play what they said here.
1: Yeah. Like, like, and at that point, it doesn't matter which one is true and which one isn't. If they they don't line up, they're lying.
0: Yeah. It's, it's, he, he, it was the general coach. It was the Schwartz issue of why he wanted to have that moment alone to coach her, but also because he, she had just questioned him in the lot. And you could see her, like him, like be like, why is she questioning me? Like, this is going to be like, you can't talk. Raquel still hasn't learned. Like you can't say like, you have to be super fucking careful what you're saying in front of a camera because like he doesn't want any perception. That's not the narrative.
1: Right. Yeah.
0: So we come back from the lunch break and Allie uh, joins them on set. Uh, We get into sort of the Allie and James segment. She says that she did watch the show uh, during COVID Um, you know, and kind of binged it. Uh, but and this, I'm assuming if this was during COVID, this would have been before she met James.
1: Yeah, that's what she was talking about. She said she had binged it before COVID or during COVID, and then when she met him at where whatever club that she met him at, Mm um, she realized that he was very different in person and decided to give him a chance to spy what he she had seen on screen because andy's
0: like you watched james over the seasons and did i mean didn't it worry you at all like and just compilation of all the like terrible james moments and she's like yeah it did worry me but meeting him was different and then james gets asked about like you know was this too quick of a transition because it was literally six, six weeks after that reunion where Raquel broke off the engagement and he's like, I, I, it was enough time for me to get over things. And Allie was like, we took things really slow and we had plenty of conversations about it. You know, Uh, Andy asked Lisa about what she thinks of of if if James was over Raquel and Lisa's basically like you know I think Raquel was still present in his mind in terms of the rejection and the hurt but I don't think he was still in love with Raquel Mm. and I think that's true I think on the on its face and we probably said in like the earlier episodes too it did seem like he wasn't over Raquel yeah but I do think like when he sort of talks more about it and sort of like it's it's more nuanced than that. It's not. Yeah. It's not about a love connection that he's like yearning for. It's like I think there's a level of embarrassment. I think there is a level of you know, especially now feeling like you know as much as like oh he fucked Kristen to get on the show. Well Raquel fucked him to get on the show and yeah. then started to integrate with his friend group and then took his friend group away from him in certain regards. And yeah. especially
1: like specifically took Sandoval away because the him and Sandoval were so close.
0: Yeah. Um, L- and, but LVP makes the point to say that Allie, that she thinks Allie's a delight and that she's really good for James. So LVP as I hate much as I hated her last episode there. She redeemed herself a little bit throughout this episode. She mm-hmm. wasn't as bad. um, and then we get a compilation of, she's like, I, you know, I'd see L, the topic of like James's softer side with LVP. And we see just this compilation of James crying to LVP, which like, so, and, and he used to cry like a child. Like, like, yeah. like you, know, you know, and Andy at one point goes, you know, I love it when you cry at Andy. And James goes, thanks, Andy. And cut to Sandoval just like shaking his head. Sandoval is so upset that James is getting any positive like. Oh, yeah. Because we talked about it last week, and and let me also clarify, James. This is not to say that James is perfect. That's not to say that James still ha- doesn't have um, terrible tendencies and sort of moments of like anger and still That's,
1: growing that he needs
0: to do and probably should curb back on drinking in certain regards. But I do think he has made improvements. I think you can see documented certain improvements. I think the way he talks to Allie is much different. I think yeah. the way he treats her is much different than he treats Raquel, even though, like, there are moments where they fight, like, a, like, but it's, like, it's about his anger coming out in other situations, and they fight about that, like, a couple, and he kind of, I, you know, he kind of gets, you know, Ali's able to influence him a little bit more. Yeah. And and able to listen to him a bit more. And well, that, and
1: I think that's also because Ali doesn't couch anything. Yeah. She gives it to him straightforward, and she's not mean or cruel about it. She's just matter of fact, and I think that's what he needs. He needs direct communication. Yeah, and she's doing that, and she's not tiptoeing around it. And you know, she's also allowing space for him, yeah, to be triggered about some of this shit because it's it's traumatic. normal to
0: be triggered. Yeah, when you actually, cause to me, like. I, someone shared the clip, like, James has had a traumatic life, like, yeah. with his parents. He, I, someone shared the, the old scene where he talks about, like, when he was bullied in school and, like, a kid literally broke his leg, like, inter, and the, like, sort of trauma from that. Like, like th- there is a depth to his character, and the reason that Sandoval, in this moment when James is talking about this, and they're, Andy is sort of positively, and LVP is giving him positive assurance from this, why Sandoval's rolling his eyes in this moment and his eyes are darting everywhere is he can't think of the concept of a man, let alone James Kennedy growing as a human being and having sort of a, a rounded depth of a character and, and also having genuine emotions that then he is then praised for, for having genuine emotions. Sandoval has spent the last like couple episodes and a lot of the time on the show with fake emotions. Right. And hoping that they would gain sympathy, right, from a narcissistic perspective. Mm-hmm. And so he also looks at it as like, well, James is just doing this from a narcissistic perspective because why else would a man do this? Right. Because that's how warped his brain is. Well,
1: because he can't conceive of someone else functioning in a different way than he does.
0: Yeah. Um, Andy does bring up what Raquel said on the girl's trip about what James had said about his parents and Thanksgiving, at uh, her parents at Thanksgiving and the comments he made. And James said, he isn't proud of that moment. Um, uh, uh, Andy asked Allie what she thought when she saw it. She's like, I don't, I didn't think I didn't like it at all. She's like, I don't think the word fat should ever be used. Like, I think like, you know,
1: which good for her, for someone who is smaller to advocate for. Yeah. Plus size people and fat people to be able to live without being attacked for that.
0: Allie is very much, and, and it gets overused, but like the term, she's pretty woke in the yeah. sense that like she also says later about James going to therapy, being like, I think all men should go to therapy, yeah. like. It's like she, she's such she specifically
1: a good ha- says, I think everyone should go to therapy, especially men, especially James. Yes.
0: <laughs> <laughs> so, yeah. But then as he's saying this, Sandoval under his breath goes, he said the same thing about my mom in the first text I got from him. You have nowhere to fucking talk, dude. You, oh, the, the, the man who cursed out fucking Terry Maloney at the finale party is going to talk about respect from others. Yeah. Is that what we're going to do here? Mm-hmm. Yeah. Let's not. Um, and then James was like, you know, her mother would talk about my penis size at the dinner table, being like, is he circumcised? What and they're like, okay. Like I don't, like Well, but that's sexual harassment. It is.
1: Is what he was saying. He was like, they were talking about me like I was literally like my piece of meat. Yeah. Like, like, that's all that they gave me any credit for. And I'm not okay. a much different person than that. I'm not just You know, and like, it's yeah, I I get like men get objectified, too. And yeah, I'm glad that he was like, this was not okay. This is why I reacted in a toxic way. But I reacted in that way because I was being objectified and I was being put in a situation where I did not feel safe. Right. So, yeah, I lashed out.
0: Um, Ali, this is the only time I disagree. Ali said at one point, you know, because the topic of whether James is over Raquel and t- Ali said, I never thought he wasn't over her. That's not true, Ali. That actually is not true. You said it in commercials. Yeah. Th- that's, I, I, I'll give you a mulligan on that. Um, she says that James gets really easily triggered and he felt like he was losing his friends, which we talked about, which I do agree with. Um, you know, and Ali talks about, you know, the topic of James's drinking. She's like, I don't really like it when you drink a lot. But they're both cutting back on drinking, not drinking it. Like they'll go like a month on and a month off and sort of like do that kind of stuff. And Lisa talks about how he's a much better person without alcohol. So him going back and drinking at all still kind of worries her. Um and then this is where Sandoval pipes up. <laughs> Sandoval this like didn't know when to keep his fucking mouth shut. And then says this whole thing about how James caught like he all he like it's this like productive conversation and then Sandoval out of nowhere just makes this accusation and goes you know we were in atlantic city for this job and you basically cost us the job james because you were belligerent drunk with no shirt on and james goes so was schwartz which i believe actually i think james I, i believe james on that because like i'm sure you guys acted just as drunk like i i i don't believe like james It was a bad drunk, but also you guys are not the best drunks either. You literally got blitzed going fucking furniture shopping for Tom Tom with Lisa. So,
1: yeah. Also, um, I I will say Ali didn't react to that. If he was lying, she would have called him out on it. Because that that is what we have seen from Ali, and Ali
0: later also like straight up advocates for James in certain moments of stuff. Sandoval saying, "Yeah, he basically so Sandoval basically claims that he's like smacked a waitress on the ass and had to sign something. and she then had to sign something so she wouldn't follow us, f- file a suit or whatever." James then decides to spawn, respond, and then Sandoval's like, "You did that. You did so. like he talks over James, which plays in the later because Ariana mm-hmm. brings up a point that's very like of why he's doing that." Um. And they just get going in on things. And James is like, My DJ business makes tenfold what you can even imagine.
1: Which doesn't surprise me.
0: And then Lala sticks up for James too. And she's like, You know, both of the, basically, like the both of the Toms, like, you both drink heavily. So you really have no say in terms of his drinking. And Daniel's like, It's how we react to it. I don't smack girls on the ass. And Ariana goes, No, you just fuck my friends.
1: Also, cut to that uh, scene from Mexico where he very clearly. Either smacks or grabs Raquel's ass behind yeah, yeah, Ariana's yeah. back. You can literally see like uh, Raquel like jump from the impact and, and to swing back with her other arm, and it's like I I remember questioning it at the time whether it happened,
0: but now it's but like- now
1: it's so clear. Like, there are so many pieces that prove that that's what was happening. And
0: I wish, because clearly at the time this reunion was filmed, because it was late March, that clip wasn't in the zeitgeist yet of people, like, deciphering that. So I wish they would, and if it was, I wish Andy would have brought it up and been like, well, well, actually, a lot of people think you smacked Raquel's ass in, in Mexico, so... And then because Ariana says, no, you just fuck my friends. And Sandoval goes, okay, it's irrelevant. And then Sandoval keeps making this point in the reunion. Like, well, I guess it's you guys' get-out-of-jail-free card for everything that I fucked Raquel. (laughs) No, it's not a get-out-of-jail-free. Well, James says, like, yeah, it's the— But let's actually decipher this. No, it's not a get-out-of-jail-free card. What you're accusing James of might be true. And that's terrible, if it is true. The point is not, it's not, it's then absolved. The point is, you have no place bringing it up in this moment because your hands aren't fucking clean.
1: Right. And it would be one thing if you were accusing him of doing something violent. Yeah. But this is a sexually inappropriate thing when you
0: have been doing sexually inappropriate things and before people get in the comments of like, well, then what about Lala sleeping with a man? What? didn't know we're talking. Lala didn't know. And also, even if she did, we're talking about recency, like, like the stuff, the James thing that he's accusing him of and all this stuff is recent shit. And he he's recently in the hot seat for this shit, so he has no place to be the one. To, like it would be one thing if Schwartz brought this up at the reunion, right? But Sandoval has no place to fucking talk. Yeah, none. Sorry. Um, and then he, James is like you mustache prick, and then James gets up to pee again and goes, "You fucking mustache worm, bitch." <laughs> so good. Well,
1: and the the frustrating thing is is that. James did say early, I think it was last episode, in Reunion Part 1, had said something about when he gets upset like that is when he has to pee. And we've seen him get up multiple times in the heat of the moment like that. Yeah, he
0: does love an exit at a reunion, but yeah. The jury's out.
1: I'm just saying there's no evidence of it being anything else. There is merely speculation.
0: Merely, merely, yeah, yeah. <laughs> he comes back, and then Allie turns to Lala and goes, "Has he been like this the whole day?" <laughs> Which I love. And then James walks in and just goes, "Ugly fuck!" <laughs> <And> I love <laughs> every time he just reenters, he's just like fucking scumbag. <laughs> it's great. Um, Allie, the the topic of therapy comes up, and Allie says that you know everyone should see a therapist or whatever uh that James is going says he's going to therapy and it's helping with his anger and Andy's like I don't really see that tonight and Arya goes well today's extenuating circumstances it's like I mean, like you can give him a pass for today it's fine and like all the whole time Sandoval's eyes keep just like darting like it's just shots of him going like like to the side and like like it's like he's like looks like a fucking maniacal like like someone said like like he's going to tie them to the fucking train tracks or something like yeah
1: it's like, he, I I don't know if you or anybody listening will get this reference, but he almost looks like um, Renfield. Yeah. Like from like classic Dracula type stuff. Like this guy is like under some sort of like manic spell or something. And like, he's
0: like, I, I don't
1: know. It's crazy. It's just, Oh, maybe he's on something.
0: Yeah, <laughs> I wouldn't be surprised. I mean, he talk about Xanax like Ariana's made it known <laughs> that it's kind of his uh-huh. choice. Um, James, we find out James is a homeowner now in the va- and everyone's just like, "Holy shit!" Like James has a home. Like it's really, it's, it was a sweet moment. Like,
1: yeah, I mean, which we, the public knew, but yeah.
0: yeah. Um. Sh- then the topic of Sheena getting married, and she confirms basically like I got married a year ahead. For the green card and sort of for, for all, which, yeah, duh, like, you know, I don't blame her. Um, Andy, Andy brought up Katie telling Swartz at that dinner in Mexico that he prioritized Brock over her. And, you know, someone you only see, like, three times a year. I was annoyed. Hopefully, they'll talk about it at the third part. But I was hoping in the last two parts, they would bring it up. I was like, you brought up this dinner, but not in the context of, hey, Schwartz, why were you such a fucking dick to Katie and made her cry? Yeah,
1: it was awful. That dinner was, mm. like, Uh, like, outside of the scandal stuff, that dinner was probably the low point of the season. At a
0: certain point, Andy, and I I get it. Like, you have to analyze, like, analyze, like, Katie makes this argument and Swartz makes this argument. So we're debating who is right. But at a certain point, I really wish he would just turn to Swartz and be like, do you not think you were a fucking dick to her? Like at points, yeah. like, like genuinely a terrible person to her. Yeah. Not even just in your marriage, but like what we saw this season. Mm-hmm. And I don't, I don't think that's happening, which is frustrating. You know, and Swartz goes, well, she has a long history of diminishing my friendship. And this is where Katie goes, well, you're friends with everyone. You're like a serial killer's wet dream. Like you'll get chopped into pieces one day because you literally trust anyone. <laughs> it's so true. And so it's like, that's not true. There's some people I don't trust. And Sheena goes, sitting next to you, referring to Sandoval. Yeah. Um, Katie's like, you're, Katie basically calls Swartz a people pleaser. And then Swartz is like, no, I'm not a people pleaser. I'm a people person no you're a people pleaser yeah there's a difference there's a key difference yeah and you're definitely a people pleaser yeah um ali says that um uh, ali gets asked about the conversations she had with lala on the catamaran Mm -hmm. uh where Mm -hmm. lala was like be aware of some of the like james's bad tendencies and like was like were you upset about that and i love ali kind of hesitates and lala goes it's okay to say like that, that it was wrong for me to do that. And she was like, you know, I was open to it at the time, but looking back, I could, I wish I was a little more protective over the relationship. And Lala basically cops. And is like, you know, I think the Randall, you know, the Randall stuff may be really triggered and it caused me to really be hyper-vigilant of certain things to where I kind of wanted, I babied Allie and, and mm-hmm. you know that, and she gets emotional and starts crying, which, you know, and I love to, I love James and Lala's relationship too. Yeah. Like James sticks up for her. And she's like, I, you know, I feel for Lala for what she's gone through and how strong she's been. You know, she's conquered a company, a baby and dealing with such an asshole of an ex that she's just an absolute legend in my eyes. So I love that. I love that. James, cause even cause uh, Andy then asked James about what he thought when he saw the conversation, he's like, I called Lala when I saw the scene and I was upset about it. Cause I'm like, you know, I'm not that guy, but James didn't blow up about it, which yeah. I, which I like, he could have easily been going into a rage against Lala over that. Yeah. And, like, I appreciated that he was, like, I called her, had a conversation that I wasn't happy and, you know, handled it like an adult. Like...
1: Yeah, that's because she was immediately going, yeah, I shouldn't have done that. That wasn't the right thing. And she was accountable Yeah, for her actions.
0: Um, James says, uh, you know, I would like, and also it's just, like, you know, it's one thing when it's Lala because it's, like, we heard it from Raquel all season at the Canyon Club and stuff like that, talking to Allie. And we cut to Raquel rolling her eyes. It's like, what are you rolling your eyes about that you literally did that? Yeah. And then Annie Annie asks, okay, so what happened at the Canyon Club fight? And we see Raquel telling this to Charlie when they were uh, working a shift and stuff like that about the fight where James got pulled out by security. James is basically like, you know, I was tired. I had just finished the set. I was sweaty. I was. I wanted to go home and, and done. And so I shouted over to Allie, I knew I want to go. And a security guard basically came up to me and was like, you can't be shouting here. And Sandoval then starts to go, well, I mean, I didn't see it. He was about to literally be like, I didn't see it, but here's exactly what happened as if I saw it, which yeah. he always fucking does. And then Allie jumps in and goes, you know, no one saw it. So I don't know why Raquel was like the narrator for all of that. So... Because none of that happened. And then Sandoval then starts, again, narrating like he was fucking there for it. And then, like, you know, he's like, well, now this was, you know, at this point, this was the second time now that James had gotten kicked out of something. And James goes, yeah, and it was the first time she was in the room with all you fucking nutcases. <laughs> yeah. And then Santa was like, so you're blaming us for that? And James goes, well, what were you doing? Making out with Raquel in the back when Ariana was dancing in the front? You fucking weirdo. (laughs) (laughs) So good. And then, you know, and James like offhandedly under his breath, like mentions a comment about how the bandmates knew as well, which we've known that she was coming to practices. But Ariana goes, dedicated songs to me that night, but you were already fucking other people. It's like, damn, what an asshole. Um, so then we get to the topic cause Sheena then eventually has to leave. Right. And so Andy's prepping us for this. And so Andy brings up the restraining order. Right. Sheena basically is like, I have a court date on the 29th and I can't really tell you anything. I legally can't say anything. I can't even tell you that I didn't punch. Like, he's literally like did you punch her? And she's like, I cannot say one way or the other. Yeah. Like. Andy then asked the group who thinks that Sheena actually punched uh, Raquel and Lisa's like I think she might have slapped her and you cut to we cut to Raquel doing her makeup uh, to go on stage and goes no whatever which by the way like it, to what happens later as well it's like why are you still being indignant about this punch like yeah. shut up and then he asks Sandoval what do you think and Sandoval like Full on short circuits. He, he, it's like, feels like 30 seconds. He just pauses and Andy Andy literally goes, Sandoval. I wanted him to like literally like snap in his face and be like, You awake, dude? Like, what the fuck? Like, you just gonna (laughs) no sell me? Like, I'm not here? Like, what the fuck are you doing?
1: He literally sits there with this dumb fucking look on his face and his jaw on the floor pretty much. He's like, uh, And they're all just
0: looking at him like, Well,
1: I wasn't there. Oh, so now you weren't there. Yeah. So now that it's a legal issue, you weren't there. Right.
0: But then Lisa then is like, why is it so hard? To-? And Sandoval goes, you know, because I'm between a rock and I'm a hard place. And then Sheena goes, then you should shut your fucking mouth. Yeah. And is like, just shut your fuck shut shut the fuck up. And you know, he's like, I don't want to upset my relationship with Sheena. And Ariana mm-hmm. goes, You have no relationship with Sheena, you idiot. <laughs> it's so good. <laughs> And then, but also annoys me. This is also, and, and she has a, I am full with Ariana calling him an idiot and a moron all this fucking reunion. Yeah. The only problem I have, not for her, but or not about her, but for her, is that Sandoval then takes these moments of him being like, you fucking idiot, and uses it against her in his narcissistic way to be like, this is what she did, the entire relationship. She called me dumb. She called me this and that. You're seeing it, whatever. And it's like, no, she's literally doing this because what you have fucking done to her in the last month. Yeah. This is the result. Like, she wouldn't be acting like this if you didn't fucking do what you did. Yeah. You piece of shit. So, and some people are buying the, his spin and his gaslight. The thing I'm is, not. is
1: that they were going to buy it either way. The, the people don't give a shit what story is put out. They are going to side with who they want to fucking side with. Yeah. And that's the that's the end of the day, that's what it is. They're gonna gobble up whatever excuse he gives because the people that are siding with Sandoval on this are also misogynistic, bigoted pieces of shit. And I could go on record with that.
0: Yeah, you're not wrong. Um, but to your point of like it's a legal aspect, he literally could say, I wasn't there. You know, I have no opinion. It's it'll be decided in the courts or whatever. But then he decides to try to like, well, I do want the truth out. You know, and Sheena was on speakerphone saying, you know, that she was walking like he's then starts telling the story like, okay, so you're choosing Raquel in this moment to push this lie. Right. You're like, you literally could have shut the fuck up in this moment. But he's like, She was walking with Raquel's phone and then Ariana jumps in to stop his like bullshit lying. And goes, she said, I'm on Raquel's phone right now. I'm going to throw it and call you on mine. And then he's like, but you weren't there for that. And Tom is like, yes, I was. I heard it. And she's like, no, you were at fucking TomTom. And it wasn't on speakerphone at that point. Yeah. And Ariana Ariana says what you had theorized happened, which was that Sheena said, I pushed her. Yep. I called that shit. And he goes, no, she said, I punched that bitch. 100%. I'll take a polygraph. Why are you falling on this sword, you fucking asshole?
1: Also, I want a relationship with Sheena, yet I'm going to throw her under the bus.
0: Idiot. Really? Lala jumps in and is like, I talked to Sheena on the phone, and she never once mentioned anything about punching Raquel, and, Sh- and uh, Sandoval goes, I heard it. I heard it. You heard the punch? No, idiot. Sheena tells Sandoval to keep his fucking mouth shut, and, Sa- and Sheena, you know, oh, then they move on and then Andy's like, you know, ask a question of like with everything, would you and Raquel ever be friends again? She goes, never. Um, the topic again, they kind of rehash a bit from the first part about like Sheena going to Ariana in January when Lala had the phone conversation with her and telling her and Ariana reassuring her that things were good and stuff like that. They kind of literally rehash it for some reason. But Ariana is like, I appreciate Sheena coming to me in January and I know that she wouldn't do that lightly with the fact that she was friends with both Sandoval and Raquel, that she wouldn't like, you know, mm-hmm. do that lightly, essentially. Um, so then, the top, the what's Sheena heard about what allegedly Sandoval said to Raquel at Coachella about being open, and Sandoval's like, I never told Raquel that. And then Ariana goes, Well, maybe you should stop hanging out with a fucking liar then. Cause that's the thing. It's like either you're lying now or she was lying then. One of the two, you know, and pick so- one. Sandoval then goes, that's not true. I just talked to her. And Ariana goes, what? So you can coach her? Because you have already, you know, exactly, like, literally, to coach her. And then Ariana goes, because you also tried to coach me back in the day. And then Sandoval, again, being like, you know, no, you, et cetera. Like, it's essentially what he does this whole episode. (laughs) Uh No. Yeah, it's like, no, Ariana, you coached me. Bitch, where? Whatever. We've and then, literally seen you on camera doing it. And Ariana goes, well, you need it. <laughs> it's just a yeah. good comeback. Um, the topic, again, comes up of like whether they hid things on camera. And Ariana's like, I did not hide things on camera. I would tell him when I didn't agree with things and vice versa. But I was right or die with him. Like, in the, like that sense. But I didn't hide shit on camera. I was very open with him when I disagreed on things, when we did have issues. Like, that is shit that's on camera. And Sandoval is basically arguing they would hide their issues. And then LVP, again, LVP kind of redeeming herself, jumps in and goes, why would you do that when you're calling all of these people out for being inauthentic? You literally constantly critique everyone's authenticity on this show. But then you're the one literally doing and he's like, Well, yeah, yeah, no, 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 you're right. You're right. That's why he's basically like, that's right. You know, you're right. And that's why I had the conversation with the producer that we saw. Like
1: that's, that you totally uh, staged,
0: you know, because you know, I'm such a good guy who wanted to you know, correct my mistake for fucking eight years. Convenient. This was the time you wanted to create, correct the mistake when yeah. you were having the fucking affair. Right. Cause you clearly, like you said, you, he clearly wanted to set the narrative. Yeah. Um, You know, Ariana would tell me all the time, you know, you know, these people, those people don't deserve our issues. Talking about the other castmates, they don't Mm -hmm. deserve our issues. They weren't, they're not trustworthy people. It's like, no motherfucker. That shit. You said that's (laughs) literally like when he was saying it, I was like, that's not her voice. That's your fucking voice. I literally can hear that in your fucking voice, dude. He might as well have said dipped out. (laughs) Like Literally. What are you talking and about? And Ariana and Andy both kind of like double teamed because she's like, but you've talked, I mean, Ariana's, you've talked about your intimacy issues on the show, your body issues. Like, yeah, she's like, yeah, I've literally discussed all those things. And then Andy asked Tom, okay, so if that's all the case, Tom, then like, why, what weren't you showing? And Ariana goes, the cheating. And that's exactly it. Yeah. the thi- Yes. Ariana protected Tom in certain ways and protected the relationship. We're not denying that. But what was she protecting? What were the things that she wasn't discussing or was giving him passes on or was shutting down conversations of? Him cheating with Miami Girl, with various other pe like various other balances, the mo anything that made him look bad. Yep. The intimacy issues they had talked about for seasons. Yeah. Like
1: literally all the way back to season four, I yeah, think. Yeah,
0: it's like the, the it's like that's the manipulation of this thing is that like he's trying to now spin this as if this was her master plan and it's like no the only moment she did this was to protect you. Mhm. And uh I, your guidance. Sandoval's was like, "You know, it was to the question of what they kept off." It's like, "You know, the connection stuff and you know, we both could have addressed it better." Again, he makes these vague proclamations that have no actual like examples or merits also
1: just the the way that you're saying that is you could have addressed it better so it was addressed yeah so it wasn't being hidden yeah just literally shut the fuck up
0: and it's like you either address it and repair it or you break up it's like i said before and santa was like i did that you didn't break up no you shouldn't fucking do that and to claim that you would, ad- but he's trying to say, like but I addressed it. And Ariana goes, you addressed it after you were fucking other people. What yeah. don't you get about that? You know, and then, well, Ariana's done it. And it's just like, I'm not looking at you anymore. You disgust me. And he goes, you can talk to the side of my head. <laughs> you know, and Sandoval, this is where Sandoval then starts to use this again, where are like, you know, this is what I'm talking about. You're so condescending to me. You say like, oh yeah, you're so dumb, Tom. And at one point he goes like, oh, you say like, oh yeah, your brain don't work too good. And Ariana literally goes, you made that fucking joke. Like he's yeah. literally like, he'll like, he's literate, Ariana's literally like, I have never honestly called you. She, as, I'll say this as an outside perspective perspective of your guys' relationship Ariana, you probably should have called him dumb more. Yeah. Because his ego is now fucking sky high. But he, she's like, I literally never called you dumb maliciously and the one example you're pointing to is literally a joke that you have said about yourself that I was then like call backing, And you're acting as if I was maliciously telling you that. Yeah. You're a fucking piece of shit. You know, and Katie at one point goes, you know, you're so delusional, Sandoval. And uh, Sandoval goes, I'm not. And I'm not dumb. Ariana goes. I never said you were dumb until today because you're acting dumb today. Yeah. And and then Ari goes. And you know what? I'm gonna use your tactic that you told me about filming this show, where if someone says anything wrong about something wrong about you, you never let them finish a sentence.
1: Which, Which we j- have literally seen him do this entire season. And
0: and all the show, by the way, go back to yeah. old reunion clips. He does that shit all the time. And then Sandoval, this is you. Uh, he goes. No, what I said was, and then he stops himself and goes, that was your tactic. That was your tactic. He literally was about to say, he was trying to concoct a lie in his head and said, yeah. no, what I meant was that. But then he's like, no, that's not good. That, I shouldn't even do that. I should just say that she said that.
1: Yeah. Well, I mean, pro- she probably misquoted him. Like, it was probably close enough that it doesn't matter. Yeah, it's like, I don't need the exact it, quote. But he was... His initial response was, "Oh no, I'm gonna correct you because you're wrong." Yeah, yeah. And then it, wait, no, me correcting you, corroborate your story, shit. I've got to come up with something else. But he's else. also
0: like, I'm being accused of of turning shit. So my what I know what to do now. I'm gonna accuse you of turning shit, right? Like you're the actual narcissist, Ariana. Whatever
1: It makes no sense
0: And then he goes that, that was your tactic That was your tactic Motherfucker And then LVP goes Did you just call her Motherfucker <laughs> And he literally Like shrugs at LVP Like whatever No Not whatever Especially Ugh. when it comes To like Ariana Talking about how You've spoken to her And you're claiming That you're the one Who's like verbally abused In the relationship Sandoval And you're gonna call her A motherfucker in this moment Really isn't helping Your case
1: yeah, and and honestly, blowing off Lisa like that, like it's one thing when she's like trying to defend someone who's indefensible. But when she's literally trying to hold you to task and you blow her off like that. Yeah. Her name is on the fucking door. <laughs> literally. This it, is especially when show. you're
0: only 5% in her fucking restaurant.
1: Yeah. So. That she actually bought you out of and just let you keep your 5% At share. least
0: James is DJing other places and Lala has her own business. Yeah, they have a little more wiggle room. Um, Andy gives Sheena this Andy's like, "So before you go, Sheena, I have this paperwork that I, I need to give you, and then we flash back to the one-on-one with Raquel, and basically Raquel says that you know, like, I regret ever filing the restraining order, I've been trying to get it repealed, and here's the letter filing the dismissal that you can give to Sheena, which I was like, "Does it take that long to fucking as the person filing the restraining order say, "I don't want this restraining order anymore?" I mean, it depends on how backed up the court
1: is. But also, how. You have to like get in in front of a judge to do it. But
0: also, this was less than a month period or whatever, like since the punch happened. So, like.
1: Yeah. It's like. I don't know. I, it, it just
0: seemed like bullshit. It seems like she wanted to get out of the reunion and then couldn't get out of the reunion and yep. got a bunch of bad press about it. So now she's reneging. Yep. And then she. So. Annie gives her the paper with the, um, the, the dismissal and everyone starts cheering and Ariana goes, I'd rather she didn't. Honestly, we don't need her anywhere near us. Mm-hmm. So there's that. And then Lala is like, you know, obviously, I know you want to fight this Sheena and, and take it to her. But, you know, this court system is a bitch. And I'm so glad that you can be present for your kid. And Lala starts choking up, and so does Sheena, and starts full-on uh, crying. And Lala's like, it's really taking a toll on her. And Sandoval goes, I totally get it. Ariane goes, shh,
2: stop. <laughs> so good.
1: Like,
0: I love every time Ariane just, sho- like, stop talking. This is not about you, asshole.
1: You know that meme of Jamie Lee Curtis where she's yelling at someone and then stops and takes a drink of water? That's yeah. what it looks like. That's what it reminded me of. It's it <laughs>
0: And I we've made fun about Sheena's crying on this sh- like and she is a she's a very she's an empath. Um <laughs> and she cried I genuinely got emotional in this moment. Yeah. Like I feel I genuinely like feel bad for Sheena and I understand why she was as emotional as Ariana because she was losing two best friends. Yeah. And it was something that was really traumatic for her in multiple ways. She talks about like, you know, In the last few weeks, I've been dealing with a betrayal of my two two best friends on top of the legal shit and goes, when I did nothing but take... And she's bawling when she's saying this. When I did nothing but take care of her, I gave her a home to live in when she didn't have anywhere to go. I was the sister to her that she didn't have growing up. And as she said, Ariana's also like fighting back tears because what Sheena's describing is also what Ariana's been through. Yeah. So it's like, it's real emotion. And the whole time we cut to the side by side of Sheena saying this to Raquel in her trailer watching this emotionless is not even the word. It's like negative emotion. She's literally like a Decepticon, just like, (laughs) just like vacant. Nothing's there. Nothing is resonating with her as Sheena is literally having a, what feels like a panic attack, like full on cry session. And, you know, Sheena says, like, you know, I haven't been present for, because of this, I haven't been present for my daughter, and my daughters had to see me cry, and my daughter, who's, like, a newborn, was, like, was literally hyperventilating because she saw me having a full fucking breakdown over this. Mm. And, like, Sheena's like, I made her promise to me not to do anything to me or to Ariana to put us in a position to where we would have to, you know, and she's like, I would never do this to you, etc., you know, and our, Andy's like, you said that, you know, you even said on the show that you would be comfortable with Brock and her in the same bed. And she's like, yes! And it, and they cut to the clip of her saying that to Allie. And I, at the time, I was like, it's almost it's also one thing to say that hyperbolically. But then she brings up, like, we were in Vegas and, like, Raquel didn't want to sleep in her room for whatever reason. And I was like, sure, come in. I'll sleep in the middle. But, like, like sh- you know, sure, do that. It's fine. We're We're friends. We're family. And that, like, I was like, holy shit. Because, like, this all happening with uh, with Tom and knowing that you had that same girl in your bed with your husband. Yeah. When there's also poss- the possibility of reports that they had parts of the affair in the house. Yeah. When Ariana was home. Yeah. That's like, I would be fucking sick to my stomach. Yeah. It's really fucking gross. And, you know, and she's just bawling. And then we just cut to Raquel in her confessional. Now I'm thinking I should have wrote Sheena, like, a personal note. You know, as it's unfolding, it's just more realizations and more regret. As she's full-on fucking, like, smiling. Like, oh, I'm glad I know that now. I just, I don't understand. Her brain needs to be, like, studied by scientists. Like it's it's, it's li- what the fuck is not computing in your head, bitch? Like you're literally like you've torn, you've wrecked people's lives. Yeah, fully wrecked their lives.
1: At least fake it, jeez.
0: Sandoval at least is fake crying. Like nothing, just fucking nothing. It's it's insane. You know, Sandoval's like you know this whole thing spiraled out of control. But, Sheena, it doesn't mean the last 15 years were fake. You know, all those 15 years, that should tell you, Sheena, that we did not do this maliciously. I don't even like how he phrased that of, like, putting the onus on Sheena. Like, you should be smart enough to know because we're friends for 15 years that I didn't do it maliciously. So you should have just, like, given me a pass. Like, what is he saying? And, th- but th- for him to say, we didn't do this maliciously, Ariana immediately jumps up and goes, you watch what you fucking say right now, because it is malicious. And Sandoval goes, it is malicious, but I did not have malicious intent. The definition of malicious is with the intent to harm.
1: So it's there's, no literally such about thi- intent.
0: there's no such thing as being malicious without malicious intent. Because the maliciousness
1: is malicious. Is
0: part of the maliciousness. But notice how he just immediately said to Sheena, it's not malicious. And then when Ariana calls him, he goes, it is malicious. Yeah. He'll just say whatever. you know, And Ariana goes, well, what intent was it? Because you already fucked people before this. You two are done being friends. So don't even fucking worry about it. Go ahead and be the real you. And then Sandoval goes, well, this is the real you, you know, this is what I dealt with in the relationship. And then they start again. He, it's so transparent and stupid. And then Ariana brings up what she, he said to Sheena on the speakerphone. And it's like, do you remember what you fucking said about how your friendship means nothing, et cetera. And then Sandoval then denies it. And it's like, no, what it was, you know, what it was. And, and he goes, and Ariana goes, so this is what actually happened from the liar. Like the liar's going to tell yeah. us the truth at this point. And I don't even get what his point was. He's like, no, what I said on the phone was about when, you know, Sheena came up to me to tell me about what Lala had told her. And, and she told me what happened at Ariana's DFH event. That has nothing to do with what you said on the phone to Sheena. Yeah. Nothing about how your friendship doesn't mean anything. I don't, you know, and Sheena's like, I would be a dis- doing a disservice to Ariana not to question you. You needed to at least lie to my face. And Sandoval goes, I did. <laughs> Just I did lie. I, I'm a big fucking liar. Like, <laughs> and he, he's like, you know, it would have put a burden on you. And Sheena goes, yeah, like you did the Schwartz, <laughs> which that was a good read. Yeah. And Sandoval says something about him being in fight or flight or whatever. Um, Andy asked if Sheena asked Brock about if Raquel ever made any passes, and Raquel Brock is like, she she said he said she never made any passes on her, and that he also never gave off the vibe to make her think that. Yeah. made the point too, which it's like that it's like Tom she like yes she's a part of this affair but like you clearly were like allowed her to like be like I'm not going to turn you away to fuck you like yeah, you know and then she, the, Sheena then has to leave but Sheena goes okay one last thing and then Sandoval thinking it's over like gets up to leave and goes oh shit comes back and Sheena goes no you can go you don't need to be here and Sandoval's like okay fine like doesn't care yeah. Like, I really want Sheena's friendship. Meanwhile, I'm just like, okay, fine, I'll leave to go fucking chain smoke in the parking lot.
1: <laughs> and commiserate with your cigarette about how badly this is going.
0: <laughs> and, like, so, Andy, like, she's like, Sheena, as, as, as Sandoval goes to smoke, is like, you know, Andy, you joked at the first reunion that by 2023 I would have an album. And so she got Andy, like, this, like, gold-plated, like, vinyl like whatever album for good as gold. So they're pl- literally playing on like on Good as Gold on the sound as we just cut to scenes of Sandoval like chain smoking and going fucking bullshit. Like and at one point he literally goes blowing it. Yeah. <laughs> just, like, yeah, you are. Fully like liked being like blowing it.
1: Like because there's not really a whole lot left in this episode. I just I don't understand I don't understand what he thought he was going to do at this reunion. (laughs) No idea. Because he should have known that there was no arguing out of this, right? He should have walked in with his tail between his legs, sat there contrite, and just took whatever they had.
0: This is why Jack's is a thousand times better than him. Yeah. I would take Jacks over Sandoval any fucking day because he at least fucking takes the punches when he does this shit and doesn't try to like really excuse it that much or like like he, I mean even in later seasons
1: the the shit that he was doing in later seasons he was literally
0: joining in on the punching of yeah. himself. And here Sandoval thinks that if he can speak well enough or may, like that he will be then the hero and it's be like, oh, we were all wrong about Sandoval. Everything can go back to normal and it's like, uh, eat your shit and then maybe we can have a talk. But like this ain't working, dude. Yeah. It really isn't fucking working. Um, Sheena leaves to go switch with Raquel basically. Um, Andy tells Sw- this moment. Andy tells Swartz as they're getting ready to start again. Swartz, you know, so you're moving over to the seat over so Raquel can be there. And Ariana goes, "No, he's not." And Andy goes, "Oh, oh, okay." And J- James goes, "Tom didn't like that." <laughs> <laughs> Ariana's like, "No, you- no, she's not sitting next to Tom." Yeah, like it's one thing
1: to have to look at these two motherfuckers. We're not putting them together.
0: Why would Andy even think that? Like, I, I love you, Andy, but, like, that is vicious to try to sit them next to each other. Because in reality
1: TV world, I get it. Yeah. He should have known it wasn't going to fly with the cast, but you know he, you know that he had to try.
0: Yeah. So before we bring Raquel out, we see more from Andy's one-on-one interview with Raquel. <laughs> Holy shit, she's terrible at it. Like this was such Awful. a this was such a mistake on Raquel's part. Should we get we get her line read of what she was told to say to start off? I know it's important for me to be he- to be here because I have to take accountability for my act. Like when her friend who was on Kristen's podcast who was at the finale party was literally like, "I told her exactly what to say when she went out to the parking lot to Talk to Katie and apologize like I literally, like literally gave her word for word exactly what to say, and watching it back, she literally just regurgitated it yeah it's like that ever since that moment, I can't unsee it yeah she literally has to have it written out for her to then memorize and then repeat yeah and that's one thing when like
1: it's one thing when you're in a pageant and you're, re, like, you're and it's giving thing, a rehearsed answer. And
0: it's one thing. And we won't get into the full discussion of, like, whether she's on the spectrum or not. It's one thing when you're just a person in life and sometimes you need that. Right. But when you're literally trying to defend yourself from an affair you've been a part in. Yeah. It's like, okay, you need to drop all that for, like, and, like, literally just show yourself. Yeah. You know, Andy asked when the sort of romantic stuff started and she's like, we've been friends for a while and it got romantic from at the, at the girl's trip, which is what clearly he's better, you know? And you know, he made me feel seen and heard for the first time. And he's like, so you never felt that with James. And she goes, no, I don't buy that. I, I personally don't buy that. Yeah. Unless she is that shrewd to like only be with him, be on the show. But you know, Uh, Andy's like, it felt as almost like you thought there would somehow be like a way this could happen and you would still have like a path forward with Ariana. Yeah. And she chuckles and goes, yeah. I mean, I think I was living my own reality hoping it would work out. Why are you laughing? That's like Andy's, Andy's point is like, that's fucking crazy. Like, like it makes, you know, and Andy then asked, like, you know, Sandoval was saying stuff about how, you know, I, I, well, he goes, I think about all the red flags that Ariana seemingly kind of ignored. The barbecue, the, you know, all the times where Tom was absent, you know, the him, the pool, the jacuzzi night when she was away and stuff like that, mm-hmm. you know. And Sandoval said something about how she kind of didn't want to know. Is that, and he says, is that what you two kind of told yourselves at a certain point? And She literally goes, it seemed that way. She never pressed about it. She never confronted me about it. From what Tom told me, she didn't question him much about it. I just believed him, like, at, you know, she just, like, believed him at face value, you know, uh, what he would tell her. Again, it's her fault. And he literally goes, it sounds like you're blaming her. Literally. That's what's happening. And she's like, at the time. And she doesn't mean, like, she doesn't go. I guess it does kind of sound like that. Yeah, I shouldn't blame her. She goes, at the time, that was my mindset. And now I know, and now I know she really did want to know, and it, was, and it was very deceitful. I'm very ashamed of it. So if she, one, why would she, like, I want to know this. As if, again, as if, like, someone wants to know their partner is cheating on them. But also the fact that she... I'd rather it not be true. Like, I just... The, she's framing it as if, the fact I thought she didn't want to know, but now I know she wants to know, that's the part that makes me feel bad. Not the fucking affair? Why should... Why, what's the difference in that of why it should make you feel bad?
1: Yeah, it, the whole thing felt like... You know how when you're um, like five or six years old and your mom gives you an apology to give to someone and then you walk over with your hands behind your yeah. back and you give the apology that your mom totally gave you word for word. That's what it sounds like.
0: Oh, totally. It's like and then, you know, Raquel talks about the night when and when Ariana called her and she's like, Aria, and this is what she get, She fully gives the game away. Which it's like, she, Sandoval, this is the worst fucking henchman to have. Like, it's yeah, crazy. We,
1: we used to think it was Schwartz. No, it's her.
0: No, so she's actually worse than Schwartz. Uh, like, at least Schwartz, you could tell he's lying, but he's pushing a narrative. Yeah. Like, she literally is like, you know, Ariana begged me on the phone to tell her what happened. And at this point, we were going to tell her. We just wanted to get, and she does air quotes, our story straight. <laughs> Jesus Christ. Basically because... He felt like it would hurt her if she knew how long this had been going on. So you were gonna lie about the timeline, and she, she, and he goes. So you were going to basically try to trundicate the story to tell her. She goes, yeah, as if it's like that's a good thing, <laughs> like as if that's like, and and it's like, but she had me on the phone, so I had to tell her everything. <laughs>
1: wow, as wow, if, as if being on the phone is a trump card for a lie yeah you can't lie we were on the phone
0: yeah and she's like and you know i told her the truth and she said thank you for telling me because tom would have never have told me the truth i'm sure she said it like that thank you Oh, oh raquel thank you so much for telling me like i like like she acts as if it was so like casual and like you know again it's like does she not get like social cues and like what, cause clearly if she said anything similar to that, clearly it was like, Oh, well thank you for telling me Raquel. Cause Tom would have never fucking told me. And like, like she clearly didn't say it in like an actual, like thankful way. Well, I mean, we do know
1: from Ariana that when she called her, she said, if you ever cared about me as yeah. your friend, you will tell me everything from the beginning. And then, I, so I can imagine after Raquel tells her the whole thing, how she goes, well, I guess thank you for telling me because <laughs> he never would have. Yeah,
0: it's like, she, uh, <laughs> Annie literally, Annie's like, I hear all this stuff about that you guys are going to be like taking a break and I don't really understand where that's coming from, whether it's him, whether it's like, a you know, your parents. He literally's like, he puts out the idea, which I've heard before, is that like her parents are really like sort of like, like, about the whole, like, stuff about the mental health facility, and know. It's, mm-hmm. like, it's a, and the, like, Sheena's basically, like, Sandoval's telling me that, like, she only filed the restraining order because her parents told her to or whatever the fuck. And so. Well, so, and
1: now there's rumors that she's not coming back next season because her parents won't let her. Yeah, well, and It's, she, like, she's a full-grown adult.
0: She Annie literally asked, like, are you planning to, like, come back to the show? She's, like, I don't know. It's kind of up in the air. I mean, I want to. Bitch, what? She really thinks, like, it, I think it's a question of whether Sandoval is going to come back. That's a possibility. There's no way Raquel's coming back, even without no. her parents. Like, yeah. who is she filming with? Nobody. Like, fucking no one. Um, you know, and so Raquel gets ready to go on stage, and she's talking to, like, the producer, and the producer's like, you ready? And Raquel goes, I mean, ready as I can be. Like, again, just, like, another day at the office. Like, it's just, like. I don't get it. I just I don't get it. You know, Andy asks Ariana, you know, how she feels about seeing Raquel for the first time before she comes out, and Ariana just smiles and goes, "Not great." And then Andy's like, "Okay, let's bring her out." And then Sandoval goes, "Green light, green light," and we were both like, "What the fuck? What?" It's it
1: it sounded like. You know, like in like a TV show or a movie or something, when there's like a sleeper agent, and yeah. they have like a code word to activate the really? secret. like that's what it sounded like.
0: I was saying earlier in the season, there was a moment where I felt like Schwartz had like a code statement to like let Sandoval know they're filming me right now while we're on the phone. Right
1: when so, he called, he said something about leaving a plant at the ro- at the ho- or not at the, the, hotel, the restaurant at the restaurant.
0: Yeah, it was like yeah, and it like. I don't put it... Because why would he say that? It was... And he says, green light, green light. And then his eyes go to Schwartz. And then suddenly, Schwartz then decides to pull out a Xanax bottle. And, like, be like, I'm going to take a Xanax. Even though it's, like, you're taking... I forgot. It was either Annie or LBP was like, you're taking it now? Like...
1: Yeah. Well, I guess he thinks because Raquel is coming out, there's going to be a lot more focus on... Because we didn't even really talk to Schwartz this episode. Not really. So, I mean, he thought probably he wouldn't be under
0: attack
1: at the very beginning of it. And he probably is not going to be for the beginning of episode three because they 're going to focus on Raquel and Sandoval, yeah. and the whole Schwartz of it all is not going to get be the first thing they get to, so maybe he thinks he's going to have time for it to kick in before they have to talk to him. I mean, there is a world where that was genuine, you know um, I don't know if we're in that world, but <laughs> yeah um, you know, I-, I can see it.
0: Um, Schwartz, uh, pops one of the Zan, and like Ariana at one point like, Are you taking E or whatever? Like, and then Sandoval, like, leans in and whispers to Schwartz and goes, You can tell them it's none of your business. It's my medication. It's like, Why, like, again, it's like, is the Xanax part of the green light, green light thing? Was like, he like coaching him in that sense? Like, but, I, but I, don't I, don't get, even, I don't get why.
1: I mean, sure. I also don't even necessarily know that the green light, green light was a code word. It could have very well been, uh, it could have also been kind of a here we go kind of kind of statement. But I mean, I definitely also feel like Sandoval thinks of himself as a secret agent man sort of thing. So definitely code words. To, I would love to hear from Ariana if he ever tried or code ever words. um as, tried to establish anything like that with her over yeah. the years. That would um, be yeah. because that would to me corroborate the idea that he does this yep. routinely.
0: So Raquel then walks out on stage and Andy goes, Hi, Raquel. And Raquel goes, Hi, Andy. And then Ariana just is not looking at her whatsoever. And that's how we end the episode. So that was the second part. Third part tomorrow... Or not tomorrow, next week. Um, It's almost done. <laughs> it's like... Jeez. And then... It, it, there's some big thing that like another big fucking reveal in the last
1: five minutes. But like the last five minutes, it can't have been something on the stage because all the cast doesn't know about Based it.
0: Based off of what the, the, the trail, the little like preview, like advertisements, it seems as if Raquel some said something in her confessionals that, that were filmed after scandal all that we don't know about yet. Right. And that intrigues the fuck out of me. Yeah. So, yeah, we'll have to see how that is. Great episode of Vanderpump Rules. I'm almost sad that it's ending.
1: Actually, that would explain why only the quote-unquote the showrunner knows about it. Because each cast member has a showrunner that does their... I think
0: it's in there. I think it's something in there. Yeah. Yeah. So, we'll we'll have to see, though. Stay tuned for next week.
1: All right. Let's get into these tops and bottoms between... um... Vanderpump Rules and Drag Race. Oh, yeah. We talked about Drag Race this episode, too. <laughs> it's quite the, um, quite the
0: uh, diaspora. <laughs>
1: yeah. Well, what do we got going on? What do you think? Tops and bottoms.
0: Uh, my top, shockingly. Again, like my top last week was James, and I couldn't believe it. My top this week is Sheena. Oh, okay. I, like, I you know, we have our opinions on Sheena, and we're very you know, yeah. strong in them. I genuinely felt bad for Sheena and was emotional, and I thought she you know, really, st- like, not only, like, in the moments where she really broke down and cried and, like, explained it in a way where it was just, like, you, re- I resonated so much with it, but, like, when she took, she was taking it to Sandoval a bunch mm-hmm. this reunion like she really stayed on top of things and backed up Ariana in many ways and sort of like she was really I think and for Sandoval to be like oh she's groveling to Katie okay but she's putting in the fucking work and yeah. she's proving herself to these group of women that like I know that I was fucking shaky and I know that I blindly trusted Raquel and I shouldn't have but I'm gonna prove myself in this moment I'm laying everything out on the fucking table and like Like, um, it's not
1: called groveling. It's called making amends. Yeah.
0: And Sheena had said in a podcast uh, recently that like the whole of whether she she'll sort of change in this regard. And she's like, I, I'm not just saying it hyperbolically. I truly feel like I'm a different person after this experience. And I'm not going to be that same Sheena in terms of things. And to me, I'm actually hopeful for that. Yeah. Because I do think she has had like a blind loyalty at times and has like, those are kind of some of her worst qualities. And I think, I don't know, I think this could change her. And I, and if, the, if she can fix those things, I really do like Sheena on the show. And we talked about it. I just want all the women to sort of, like, be on the same fucking page and realize that they're fucking stronger together. Yeah. So I think Sheena should be a part of that. Um, one who will not be a part of that is my bottom. Um, and that is Raquel. I I just couldn't, it, I could not fathom it, the emotionlessness. Yeah. It was genuinely scary. Yeah. Like, and and we had this discussion too, like, in-depthly of, like, what it could be and what it's based on and sort of, like, the analysis of, like, her, you know, whether it is something on the spectrum, whether it is, like, certain, you know, but I, it's just, and that is a fascinating conversation to have, but also it doesn't, she's also 28 years old. And she's, and I'm, and that's yeah. not to say that people, you know, but it's like she's graduated from college. Like, she's a developed person who has had relationships on a reality television program and, like, is, like, at a certain point, like, you're a functioning member of society and to act like this.
1: Yeah. Like, I am also on the spectrum. I'm also very autistic and, I mean, not to say that there's levels of autism, um, but, like, that's no excuse. I have empathy. Like, I can connect to people. I yeah. have emotional reactions to things. This woman's, like, she may be very well be on the spectrum, but that is not the reason that she's cold and evil.
0: Yeah, and Sandoval plays a big role in sort of, like, utilizing that. But I think she re- if, she's ha- if she's genuinely in a mental health facility, like, she needs to analyze that part. That part. And, and, and I don't know if, she, and honestly, I don't know if she will, if, if what we're, if, if we believe she's in a mental health facility, right?
1: But you don't know if I do.
0: Yeah. There is genuine questions. Like, but like, it's clearly like coping with sort of like, and I do think, listen, there was that report that they had to actually call the FBI about death threats. That is horrible. The idea that you're sending death threats to anyone is fucking ridiculous. Like she does not deserve death threats. I don't like her, but she doesn't deserve death threats.
1: Like the only person with any ground to say, I hope you fucking die is Ariana.
0: Yeah. But also like at that point, like it's hyperbolic. It's not. And it's like it's but it's like the that's what she's gonna be focusing on is sort of like getting past those things. And then not a person who can like sort of like maybe diagnose her and sort of analyze like, you seem really fucking cold. Yeah. Watching this back. And that's not simply reality television. That's not like selective editing. Someone is bawling, and you have no emotional response. Yeah. There need, it needs to be analyzed. It genuinely does. But I, I'll get off that tangent. What about you, babe? What are your tops and bottoms? So
1: um, I'm going to start with my bottom, which is the counterpart to the horrible person you were just talking about, which is the other horrible person <laughs> in this situation, which is Sandoval. Oh, my God. Um, I just thought, like, his gaslighting and his trying to produce things. And like this whole clearly trying to manipulate the narrative and all of this stuff and coaching Raquel behind the scenes, all of this stuff, all of this toxic bullshit, trying to cover up his fucking like, I you can't even call it a mistake. It's a fucking calculated move. This, this, Horrible thing he did.
0: Yeah.
1: Like, it. And there's the, no excuse for it. And he just keeps showing his ass. And he keeps showing what kind of disgusting human being he is. And, and that and,
0: IUD comment, too. Oh, like, God.
1: I had forgotten. Yeah, that was awful. That was ugh, awful, disgusting, deplorable um, getting off of that soapbox. Because it it makes me sad. And this person makes me happy. My top... Is Jimbo. Yay. I really thought that Jimbo performed amazingly well, like not just for um, you know, not just for her, but just in drag race in general, she is really doing things that other queens are not doing and bringing things to the table that other queens are afraid to bring. Yeah. And um I really think that it sets her apart and if they don't have to lip sync for the crown, <laughs> I think that she'll win. Um, if That's they a big do, hope. Uh, yeah, if they do, um, here's hoping that they don't take just that into consideration. Um, not necessarily that she would be my pick. There's still a lot of season left to go. Um, she's up there. She, she's one of the people that I think absolutely could win it. Um, I also secretly kind of hope that Alexis Michelle is up there at the vir- the very uh-huh. end because I really loved her on her season. I love her in this season. It does help that she's fucking hot I out was of dry. Um you know I stand the pretty ones. Mm-hmm. I mean so I just I don't know. I um I I hope good things especially after Jimbos. This is her third season on yeah. something. And she was done so dirty on UK versus the world.
0: I mean, not... She deserves to at least make a finale. Yeah. I mean,
1: not that Pangina did anything wrong in sending her home on UK versus the world. But I don't necessarily know that Jimbo should have been in the bottom on that episode. Sure. And for her to go home like that was rough. So I get it. Um, I don't know. But anyway... Here's hoping that she ends up at the end and can really show off more of who she is all season. Hey, thanks for tuning in to this episode of A Gay and His Envy. Join us next time
0: for more of our recaps and hot takes. And be sure to subscribe and leave a review wherever you are listening. And check us out on our social media at A Gay and His Envy on all the platforms.
1: A special shout out to Shane Ivers who wrote Pulsar, the song we use for our theme. I'm Maimon. I'm Merlin. And, and we're, we're out.
0: out. This show is a member of the Sorgatron Media Podcast Network.